0: Of your life podcast, a show all about movies, TV, and why we live entertainment. I am one of your hosts, Doug Jones. With me, as always, is filmmaker, critic, and one of the best co-hosts ever. My co-host, Mister Nick Johnson. How are you today, my good sir?
1: Man, I'm doing good. I'm doing very, very good. How are you
0: doing today? I'm doing good, my friend. We have a. We are at the end of September. We are getting closer to the end of the year, which is crazy. It's getting cooler out finally for us here in AZ. Life bro, is man, it's good, on, man. It's
1: finally in the nineties, man. Finally Ooh, the 90s. <laughs> Time if to you... get
0: my sweater. <laughs> if you if you're in the va- if you're in the AZ or anywhere hot, you know how much this means to us. When we hit the, the the weather being under 100, that's a whole ass holiday for us. We're, we're celebrating the shit. So if you know, you know. <laughs> like damn, 95
1: degrees, man. Better get my mittens <laughs> and my beanie, bro. It's about I'm to scared. be chilly outside. <laughs>
0: got my scarf ready. You ready to go? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Where's my hot chocolate, man? It's finally (laughs) 95 degrees out here.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. What (laughs) are you laughing already? The show just started. Oh, my God. But more importantly, you all all are here. Thank you for joining us this week. If you're new to the show, welcome to the show. Um, If you're returning, welcome back. Uh, As always, guys, you can find the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts Amazon Music and we also have a full audio show on our YouTube page, youtube.com backslash maybe we have new productions, whether on YouTube or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, hit that follow button, hit that subscribe button, leave a review, leave a rating, helps us out so much. You know, the more that we get uh ratings and reviews, it helps us a lot with traction and sponsors and um it will do more shows like this and more screenings for, you know, more screenings that Nick and I can go to and The boys can go as well. But, you know, like I said, we hitting that 10 KO this summer was a really, really, really great milestone for us. So, as always, guys, thank you so, so, so much for your support. I'm seeing our Instagram has been blowing up recently too, which is really great to see. Hope you're enjoying our out-of-theater reactions that Nick and I have been doing. Or I'm I'm trying to clip more, like, a little more clips clips of our, like, longer format shows like this on our YouTube and TikTok and um, uh, Instagram page, a little snippet, if you can, like, a little sneak peek of the show. So, if it intrigues you, come on over to Spotify or YouTube, whatever, your favorite podcast platform. And we hope you enjoy the show, everybody. Um, with that said, on some positive note before we start the show off as well. Um, dude, finally, the writer's strike has ended. About yes. time, dude. Oh, my God. Three three months. I think it's, I want to say 100 and something days. Let me pull the, the exact dates. But I, I think it was 146 days, I want yes, to say. Yes, sir. You're absolutely right. 146 days. You're absolutely right. 146, man. I think this was one of, one of the longest, but I don't think it was as long as 2007's, where we got shit like Transformers 2 and Quantum of Ale- Quantum of Solace, almost like Quantum of Ass. <laughs> Quantum of Shit. Quantum of Buddhist State, the movie. God, Bro, so in 2007, bad.
1: we almost got George Miller's Justice League movie. Was that
0: because of the strike? Did that not happen because of the strike?
1: like pretty much man because they 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 had casted everybody they had they they had the script written actually they they wrote the script like literally the the dead second up until the strike
0: because army
1: Army. Army, uh, um i think i forget which movie it was but like army hammer was like like you know the the rider strike was coming because army hammer 19 year old army hammer was going to be batman in that movie and you remember did you you did you ever see a gi joe retaliation
0: uh, for, fortunately I did. Yes, unfortunately,
1: <laughs> I did. You remember the uh, the guy that was in the trio with Dwayne Johnson, Adriana Palicki? I think I mispronounced that. And it was the other dude that was with them.
0: Yeah, was he? was he Shazam too? He, he, Shazam was, he well. was. the Green Shazam. He was the Green oh, Shazam. My God. Yeah. 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 Yep, 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 yep. He was gonna be
1: Superman in this movie. Oh damn! And then now Big he's. <laughs> dig dig this right common was going to be green lantern john stewart I green lantern like i, th- I that. think that would be dope he's he's a, he's a good actor um who else uh, i think aquaman the flash was going to be in the movie you remember she you remember she's out of my league
0: i know you know oh, that i movie. love that movie you know i love that yeah. movie
1: that guy Jay bare or something he was going to be the villain maxwell lord in this really? movie yeah, and really, um, what's her name? Teresa Palmer. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. She was gonna be Talia Al Ghul in this movie.
0: Wow! Wow! Yeah, I'm looking. Yeah, wow! I have a, I have a picture of it right here. The, and they wow. had Martian
1: Manhunter, bro, and Wonder Woman, the Aquaman, and the Flash, man. And it was, I was, it's just like, yo, this would have been
0: dope. Wait, and you said Adrian Brody was gonna be the Flash, right?
1: No, I, I didn't. I didn't
0: say that. I didn't, oh, I didn't. So, so literally, two two guys that were supposed to be in that movie are now the butts of jokes in Shazam. <laughs> mm. Damn, mm. that sucks. That sucks. That I, I would. I'm like a I would kind of feel like damn. Like I was on the varsity team. Now I'm like now I'm playing pee wee football. I would been I know, like man. man. Like, bro, I, I was I was about oh, to be a fucking a lister in 2007,
1: 2008. Like there, it was gonna be. It was gonna be what a year before the Dark Knight came out, like bro, like that movie would have been remembered, and now you're in some shitty fucking Shazam movie. Excuse me.
0: No, 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 no. The Empire of
1: the Gods. That movie was terrible, man. Like, bro, it's like, it's it's like. Imagine like watching a movie and like it's it's multiple choice, like like one of those interactive type movies, right? And it, it's the movie pauses and it's like, should the character do A this or B this? And A is the right choice and B is the wrong choice. And you click A, the right choice. And then for whatever reason, the movie just automatically be the wrong choice, like every single time. Like it, it was every opportunity they had, they took to do the dumbest, stupidest, most bullshittiest thing in this movie. <laughs> Like bro, oh. it was like there was no common sense in this movie. It was like this was like a Disney Channel movie type bullshit,
0: dude. I, dude, I'm so I'm so mad. I paid for that movie too. I was like walked for that. No man, yeah, I waited I, until
1: HBO Max, bro.
0: You should. No, I should have too. I was like, I literally dropped out. I was at and her friends at the uh, Taylor Swift concert. I was like, I got a few hours to kill. What's he was playing? And I was like, it was like middle of March, and I already I already saw John Wick. I already saw Creed, and I was like. 65, Damn. 65 with Adam Driver. I was like, oh. or yeah, that, that movie too. did not look interesting to me at all. Like, it I, heard, like I heard it's ass. I heard it's it, so bad. <laughs> I heard it looks, it's so look, bad.
1: It looks like a fine little popcorn flick. Like, hey babe, let's just stay in tonight and watch a movie and eat some popcorn and ice cream and shit. Um, yeah, sure, whatever. You, you can pick the movie. I'm, I'm not really. I'm chilling or whatever. And then like, it's just some movie to kind of pass the time.
0: And, and and you get shit like that You get you, get shit, you get shit like that Which, again, I can't give him props it's an, it's an original IP, unfortunately But, you know, nowadays, original IP Doesn't mean shit, uh, I'll explain that later When we might do my review with the creator But, like, honestly, man, it breaks my heart The fact that you said, though, yeah, Shazam 2 Just kind of just, like, uh oh, man, just, again, like I said It says it all the time on the show, but just, like, no one cares And now, again, I still haven't seen Blue Beetle yet, have you? Um, I have not. No, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I I lay on my phone last night. I was like, well, I'm gonna go see this weekend. I want some downtime, whatever. Cause I I, I live by a theater now next to my new place. And I was like, I'm gonna walk over to the theater. And it was like not playing anymore. And I was like, where's the nearest one? It was like somewhere in Mesa. I was like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna drive 25 minutes for this movie. And I was like, "Mm, uh, uh, I want to support the kid. I I know the kid, I like the kid a lot from Cobra Kai with Zolo, I think his name is. He's he's like Uh a really good dude. I want to support him. I really do. But like, it took me an HBO Max probably like this month for sure. So I'm just gonna wait. Unfortunately, even with Gran Turismo too. I want to see Gran Turismo, but like I took my, took my, you know, IMDb whatever, Fandango, and it was like only theater it's playing in is like somewhere like up north, and I was just like, I don't, want, I'm not gonna drive. No pun intended. Drive for a driving movie. I'm just like, I'll wait. I'll wait till it's on Netflix this month, whatever. Too. I mean, I hate saying that. Cause I want to support these movies, you know, theatrically. I really, really do. But like, it's been two months now. I'm kind of like, if I wanted to go see it, I would, I would have seen it. When it came out, um, oh, we, we we no, I think we I think we got a few I think we got a few invites for the uh, screening of Gran Turismo, and I think you and I were like, yeah, we can wait, or like we'll watch it eventually. So that kind of shows how our, our our priority was somewhere else <laughs> for <laughs> not for down yeah,
1: Loki. Actually, I heard uh, Gran Turismo was pretty good. Actually, I was surprised to hear that my uh, my barber was that telling too. me about the other day, and I'm like, F- Gran Turismo. The I've heard race that too. car movie with Orlando
0: <laughs> Bloom and David Harbour. <laughs> okay. I've heard that too. I've I've heard that too. And I get I want to support Neil Blomkamp. I'm, I'm a fan of his work as a filmmaker. But like yeah, look around now Let's see okay for this weekend for Grand Turismo. Okay, there's okay, yeah, there's there's mo- there are theaters near me that are playing it, but they're only playing at 10:15 a night. <laughs> for like three different theaters. It's 10, 10:10, 10:15, and 10:05 all that night. And I'm just like, I'm probably fall asleep for this two and a half hour movie at 10, 10, plus 30 minutes of trailers and stuff. I don't want to sound like an old man, but like, I don't know. Like, uh, No, you, you know, uh, that's not too old
1: shit. I'm not trying to watch movie at 10, 30 at
0: night either. No, nah, bro. I'm, I'll be like, what happened? <laughs> movie ends, I'll be bro, like, man. Okay. So it's great. Like, I'm, I'm going to just have to spend
1: the night in the theater. I'm not driving <laughs> yeah, home at, like at 12, 30, 1 o'clock in the morning.
0: Yeah, man, they had. A, they had a for me, a I mean, I came into
1: this theater with my sleeping bag and my pillow, with my toothbrush <laughs> and a change of clothes and my shower soap and everything, and my towel ready,
0: <laughs> ready to go. Seriously, mm-hmm. so I was just like, I, I, I'm just gonna be. I'm, I'm sleeping here tonight, so I'll <laughs> watch. I'll, I'll watch it eventually. Okay, Again, we'll never watch it eventually, and then we'll talk about it on the show. But yeah, that's where, where our priorities are. But speaking of George Miller, I want to ask you something really quick. It's to me, it's very like he's had quite a. He's had a, quite a really strange not strange, but, like, really interesting career, I would say. Filmology. Yeah, filmology. No, yeah. yeah, exactly. Because, like, I mean, again, you have stuff from the OG Mad Maxes with, you know, Mel Gibson. Um, and then you have stuff like Happy Feet. Yeah. And you're just like, what?
1: <laughs> I just that. Because when I was – I remember watching Happy Feet as a kid. I am like – the first time, that movie was a trip. That was making it seem like it was going to be some, like – Disney Shrek type, you yeah. know, I'm a I'm a weird looking pain with that dances and sings and shit like that. Like Hugh Jackman as a dad, and we all know Hugh Jackman is musical, so it's like okay, I'm oh, expecting yeah. this to be fun, and then it just it turns like dark as shit, like. Pollution is killing everything and everyone you love. I was like, whoa, whoa, hey, wait a minute. Like I got whiplash watching that movie. And then it was yeah, like right. George Miller did that? <laughs> like, I was like, that's what I remember as like a teenager, I was like, that's what I thought George Miller did the Mad Max movie. And I must be tripping. And then I looked it up, I was like, wait, he did both? He did Happy Feet and Mad Max and the the new Mad Max? And, and Happy Feet like, Part Two. Happy Feet?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Happy Feet Part Two. Dude. I'm like, Do you mean also did too. He did bathe f- pig in the city. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what? Yo, okay. Well, you you gotta give him props for versatility,
0: man. Well, it reminds me of like you know how you know the, and my Shyamalan wrote the first two Stuart Little movies, right? What? No, I didn't know that. <laughs> what? Oh, I shit sh- you not, dude. Literally, that is. I don't know what to
1: think about that. That is so incredibly strange to me.
0: I think it was during COVID. It was like, remember this man that brought us signs on Unbreakable? It was yeah. so little. I was like, no, he didn't. And I like, went on I'm IMDb and it was like written by story, story and written by M. Night Shyamalan. And I was like, what? That is insane. I was like, what? No fucking way. So when I think of like George Miller doing like Babe, Pig in the City, Happy <laughs> Feet Part One, too. But like, you know, you know listen, he's got, he's got that gave us, you know, Thunderdome. He gave us, you know, The Road Warrior and uh, Mad Max Fury Road, which again, I fucking love Mad Max Fury Road in the heart. I love that movie so much. But like, that's why it's very. He's it's a, it's a, it's a very. He's a, a very. It's a very odd, like I said, um, filmography, filmology. Because it's just like, I, again, I think I would have loved to see what he did with Justice League for sure. Hundred, I, I think 100%. it would have been
1: amazing, man. Hundred oh percent.
0: But t- to me, when I hear people like, I don't want to sound like you know, hate on like, I think he's a good director. But like, when people are like, "Oh man, he's top 10, man, he's like top tier director. I don't think so because yeah, he's, he's he's good. He's he's really good. But like top ten, I, I don't know about that. He, yeah, because I, I remember here. I think it was Edgar Wright, who I who I fucking admire, and a lot of a lot of the filmmakers like they're like, oh, George Miller, man, like that's the guy, man, like he's like one of the best filmmakers. And I'm like, I would say he's a good filmmaker, but like a slight slight tangency, yeah. What slight
1: tangible, bro? My bad. Speaking of Edgar Wright, you have seen you seen all three, um, Ant Man movies? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, I have. Yes. <laughs> let,
1: let me let me ask you something. Which one was the best one? Oh, the in first your one opinion? for sure. The first, the first one for sure. Let me let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Speaking of right. Edgar Wright, bro, the first one like that was, mostly, right. was that was that was just that was mostly based off of his ideas, just with like yeah. all that Disney bullshit thrown in, and then like the other two were just like that was all like Peyton Reed and shit, and it's like that's why the quality just decreased in the movies because like after watching the third one, I'm like the the first one really is the best one. Like oh, yes. Yeah. Like visually, story wise, man, the way like the father, the way that both both of the main characters, Hank Pym and Scott Lang, they're they're parallel because they're they're both like fathers trying to protect their daughters. And that's what that's what Hank like sees in him. He's like, he's like, I see myself in you. And like, that's why I'm trying to give you um another chance. And then you fast forward to the third one and. Like everybody is just straight up shitting on on <laughs> Scott Lang. Like he's like, "Hey guys, I saved the world." Oh, really? You saved the world? I'm like, "Yeah, give him some fucking respect, man!" Like, <laughs> god damn! Like, as soon as he came out the, as soon as he fucking came out that little time vortex, or whatever the shit that was, he's just like immediately like first things first, like, I gotta find my daughter. My daughter's okay. Okay, let me go to the Avengers and tell them what's up. And, like, because notice, when he went to the Avengers, he already had the plan. He yeah. already was... He, he, he didn't meet up with them and then try to figure out, on oh, how are we gonna do this? He already had the, the, the idea in mind. And then, like, they're shitting on him for writing the book, but, like, this... I was watching this mm-hmm. dude um on... It was this YouTube channel, New Rockstars. He was breaking it down. And apparently... Cause he actually they they actually wrote the book like for real. Like you could buy it and read it. In the book, he says that the Avengers asked him to write the book and to tell the story of what happened in oh. Avengers Endgame. So when everyone in Ant Man 3 is like shitting on him for writing the book, it's like it's not even like he it wasn't even his idea to write the book. Like the Avengers asked me to write the book and you're shitting on me for it.
0: Oh my god. So it's yeah. just like
1: it's like Maybe I should have kept Edgar Wright around like maybe I should have tried to work with him more so because the just the way they handled Ant-Man overall was just I just didn't fuck with it man he just felt he should have felt more involved with everything he felt too separated from everybody else. Oh, that's I agree. All I got to say about that. That's my. Bad. It's just a little tangent. No,
0: I, I agree. No, I definitely agree. I tw- no, I I you know I remember because again I grew. My dad showed me like the Cronella trilogy, and I was when I was growing up. And I love I love you know I love Scott Pilgrim. And I love you know I love Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, World World's End, all those movies. When mm-hmm. I heard he was doing Ant Man, I was like, don't know much about Ant Man, but I love Edgar Wright. I love Joe Cornish, his co writer. I was like, cool, I'm on board. And then he then he he literally casted everyone. He casted he casted Michael Pena. He casted uh, Paul Rudd. He casted Michael, Doug- Michael Douglas. So like he casted everybody too, and like I remember, I remember seeing the test footage. Remember that? Oh, yeah, well, he was running on the
1: gun and, yeah. and shit. Like
0: that. And that was really cool because I'm like, okay, cool. Like you're right, he's a great filmmaker, I feel like he's very underappreciated even to this day. I feel like with his movies. And uh, again, I I got I played those advocate here. I definitely got both sides. Like he wanted to do a standalone thing, obviously, and they wanted All to be cool. a part of the universe. apparently
1: when when he had like first came on like his original script it was supposed to be um it was supposed to take place in phase one so it would have been like closer in timeline to like iron man to to, to, to the first iron man movie so like it would have made more sense for it to be a standalone at that time yeah especially with them doing like the whole more like realistic real world thing
0: yeah that would have been it would have been really cool It it would have gave it again i think it really would have been like it would have fit phase one for sure. With Edgar Wright, definitely. again, He was, he was yeah. still kind of like, he was definitely yeah. still a young director at the time. But I still think he was, he already had three great movies down. He, he came off of a Scott Pilgrim. I think off of Scott Pilgrim would have been something really special. Um, And, and I know I've heard I heard interviews too. Like they, they kept most of his scripts. Like he still has a writing credit on the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think, I knew Paul Rudd and Adam McKay, who also admire Eliza, filmmaker and a writer too. They did a few, they did kind of like a quick revision of the movie a little bit. But literally, the the basis of that movie is still Edgar Wright's screenplay with Joe Cornish. Like that was, it's still their movie. Because like, again, you hear Paul Rudd talk about it. Like yeah, no, it, most of the, most of what Edgar wrote is still in the movie. Just I, but you're saying that I rewrote a little bit with I, I wrote a little bit, or I rewrote a little bit, little bit of it with Adam McKay to kind of polish up a little bit. Which again, it's it's not how the Hollywood Hollywood works. You polish up a little bit, of rewriting yeah. scripts. But yeah, no, I agree.
1: You gotta conform it a little bit.
0: Yeah, I, it would have been really it would have been really cool to see his his Ant-Man version and I think and he's been very he's been very open about it too. He goes, "I will not watch any Ant-Man stuff. I won't watch." Well, no. He, I heard an interview with him with, with um uh Josh Harwood from MTV like a year or two ago when he was promoting Last Night in Soho, which is a great movie. Um he um he was saying that he goes. He won't. He won't even say the name of the movie, which is like he's like so like he's he's heartbroken over it. He goes. I'm so heartbroken over that because how much mm. he loved the character, how much he kind of felt a little bit betrayed. Which I, I don't blame him for it. I would have been like, yeah, kind of sucks. But he was saying that he won't watch any trailer. He goes. He goes back in the day when they showed trailers for that movie for for, for again. Yeah, he calls it that. He calls it the other thing. He said he would literally show up the movie late, um, or he would walk out during the trailer, or, or he would, he would hear the, during the trailer and he would leave. He would walk out of the theater. So mm-hmm. he would not, he would not like watch any of that. And he said that on a plane ride one time from like London to L.A., he said that the guy, uh, the guy next to him was watching the movie, and he did his best to like really not not like glance over at all um which yeah, is kind of you know. which is kind of funny but that at the same time
1: terrible. that sounds agonizing
0: yeah I, again i i again i feel like if that was something like again if you and i did project together or on our own and like that was like this is our baby this is like this is like what we were putting our life into and they go we're taking it away from that nah, you're, you're you parted ways with it if someone else is doing it i, I yeah, would definitely that, feel that slighted would
1: break, that would break my heart man if it was yeah. like if it was something that i like really really cared about
0: a huge dude like huge like Absolutely, if like,
1: like that. That story idea I was telling you about before the before podcast the show, yeah. started. Like, if if I was like, 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 man, I've been writing this like since I was like twenty five. I'm like, I'm thirty five right now, and they're like, yeah, we'll make the movie, but we're gonna change like all of these things. And it's like, hey, man, just say what I wrote down. It's like, yeah, but you know, blah blah blah. Like, I would just, it's like, dang. So what was the what was the point of this then?
0: Yeah, I, I would, I would definitely feel, I would feel slighted because mm-hmm. excuse, again, it's. It's again. He's he's proven himself. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, with that, and again, like I said, with George with George Miller, with George Miller doing a Justice League, I think I would have liked to see that too. But I really think I, that's why I can't I can't put George Miller in like a Hall of Fame like director. He's got to feel like he's not consistent enough. He makes a movie like every fucking what seven years. Mm. Um, and except for Mad Max, and I guess as a kid Happy Feet was like yeah Happy Feet Happy Feet. But like again, I I. To me, I'm just like, yeah, but I think someone is, I I wouldn't say he's he's like as consistent as like a Snyder or Nolan or Jordan Peele or Greta Gerwig, you know, or I mean, go go on and on about their filmmakers that we admire. But like, to me, it's consistency where Mm -hmm. like, I think, you know, someone like. Snyder, someone like a Spike Lee, someone like, you know, a Nolan, someone like uh, David Ayer, it's consistency. You might, not, you might not make movies like every other year, like fucking really Scott's doing nowadays. I mean, God bless him. Maybe how old he is. He's making movies every year or two now, two, maybe two every year. Um, but the consistency to me is just like, you gotta stay relevant in a way. Like everyone knows Snyder. Everyone knows Nolan. Everyone knows Spike Lee. Everyone knows Jordan Peele now or, or Greta Gerwig now or stuff like that. It's staying consistent with filmmaking because when you do shit like Mad Max and then Babe and then Happy Feet and then Back to Mad Max and then, uh, again, be doing Mad Max again, uh, prequel next year, quote unquote, if it ever comes out. That movie's been in production for how many years now? I think we were still in high school the we got, got announced. So, you know, we'll, we'll definitely see. But I just feel like, you know, uh, he's very good at world building. But again, you can tell that Snyder's a really good at world building, world building too, and he's he's putting out things that's very more kind of just like okay, consistent, and putting out things that are more just like, I don't know, just like, I can I can watch them. I know it's Snyder. I know this thing because yeah, you watch George Miller movie, that could be anybody. Like there's no, there's no kind of like, what's what we're looking for. He's not, there's no kind of just like distinction. is what I'm looking for. You know, it it could be anybody, and that's why I think you know nowadays people love seeing. A distinction of brand, at least, or like, oh, this is my movie. Like, You know, like you know, when you see Spike Lee joint, you're seeing a Spike Lee movie. Or you see a Jordan Peele, movie, you're gonna see a Jordan Peele movie. You see Nolan, movie, you're gonna see Nolan movie. You're gonna see, um, uh, you know, a Tarantino. You're, you, know, you know, it's Tarantino. You know, it's Scorsese. It's Scorsese. Or Spielberg. Spielberg, whatever. You you know when they have a brand. But to me, George Miller, coming kind of director, that like, again, very great storyteller. But like, what's his like? What's his like voice? What's his kind of like? What's his style? What's his brand? You know. Mm-hmm. um do you work with someone like, you know, Jordan Peele, Daniel Kaluuya, Martin Scorsese, Leo DiCaprio, Tarantino and Sam Jackson? You who do you work you who do you work with like that? And I do feel like that's something that I've noticed some filmmakers too who I admire, who I admire a lot. But it's just like with him, it's just like you don't really have something that kind of defines of who you are other than a great, again, a Mad Max movie and Fury Road, which is one of the of one of the best movies of the past You know, ever as well as the best action movies ever made. I can't argue with that for sure. I can't, not in the slightest, but you gotta have some kind of like brand, have some kind of identity with yourself because I do think audiences are kind of like really just like attracted to that. I would say, like, again, you you see people like Zack, people like Zack Snyder fans, like, are really like. Passionate for his thing because, like, he has a brand, he has a way of story telling, telling story, whether it's via cinematography or you know, world building stuff like that, or horror comedy, like with not horror, comedy, like horror stuff with Army of the Dead, and, you know, Strong of the Dead, or superhero stuff, Man of Steel, bvs Um, and then you know, with the sci fi coming up with Rebel Moon, which I like, yeah, you, you and I are both excited for this year. It's mm-hmm. ha- have a sense of what you are and who you want to work with because I feel like it's it, it's. When it comes to like Hall of Fame filmmakers or like people that are like, wow, like yeah, this, you know this is a movie you know, this is their movie. Mm-hmm. You, you're you're gonna you're gonna definitely, you're definitely gonna see you're you're definitely gonna see like um that you're gonna know, see more filmmakers kind of just like audience oh, is audiences kinda of attracted to that. With that said though, I wanna bring up what you a topic that you wanted to bring up a few weeks ago before when I was away on my vacation, because we're talking about superhero movie comic book movies. You Mm -hmm. had an idea of pitching an Aquaman movie because the Aquaman 2 trailer came out. First off, because we haven't said it on air yet, what was your thoughts overall of the trailer itself? Given all the controversy we've heard about, reshoots, 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 this is the last DCEU movie before, you know, Gun reboots everything, or or so we think. What were your thoughts about it first before we pitch our ideas? Like, what do you think about the trailer overall? How are you feeling about it?
1: So, um...
0: Not, yeah, no.
1: <laughs> like, I'll, I'll say this like g- generally speaking like visually speaking the movie looked better than i thought it was going to look um yeah. i thought it was a little funny that they just basically damn near didn't show amber heard um i i thought like i thought it was a little cheesy at some points like when he was narrating he's like yeah like four years ago i was homeless or like i was basically unemployed or whatever whatever he said i'm kind of like Hey, I'm kind of not really feeling this. He's like, "Oh yeah, now I have a job." Um I'm the king of Atlantis and it's the it was the armor on the clothesline. I'm like, "We are a far we are a long way from uh Zack Snyder's yeah. trilogy, man. Like I'm like I'm not really uh I wasn't really feeling that. Um I've been hearing some rumors about like like first it was interesting to see him like as a father. Like I feel like they kind of rushed that a little bit. Um like it was, I feel like that's a, that should be like a Aquaman 3 type thing. And then I've been hearing some rumors about a certain thing concerning the baby apparently. And it's related oh, yeah. to the reason why like a bunch of people have been walking out on the movie. And I'm like, okay, I don't know how to, how to feel about that. And, you know, they, they're bringing back Black Manta. Like, I, Black Manta, like, his his suit looks cool in this movie. Like, they, they made his suit look cool both movies. And I think it's crazy that they did that because in, like, the comics and the cartoons and shit, it just it never looked cool. It always just looked terrible and just dumb. But it looked cool in the movie. So James Wan kind of did his thing with that. But I thought it was kind of weird that there's, like, a black trident and black manta the black man has the black trident i just i was like this um okay maybe but then it glows green and it was just like i don't know how to feel about this honestly it's like maybe just call it like the elder trident or like even the dark trident or something i was like this i don't I don't know. It just feels kind of weird. I don't know if it's from the comics or if they just made it up from the movie or not. I'll admit I don't really read Aquaman comics like that, but I was just like, mm, I don't know about this one because now yeah. like it's like he's talking about like man, I'm kind of I kind of don't like being the king of Atlantis, and they they brought they're bringing back um, Patrick Wilson's Orm, his ocean master. Which I'm I'm cool with because I I like I liked his Ocean Master in the first one I liked I liked, yeah, I liked him as an actor. Me too. And so now I'm kind of wondering like is this movie gonna end with Patrick Wilson becoming the king of Atlantis again, and uh, uh, Arthur Curry is like he's still doing his Aquaman thing but just he's not the king anymore he's just kind of like a a traveling the world type superhero.
0: I'm like is, is that I wonder if that's how the movie's gonna end. I mean, I, again, it's been reshot how many times now. So, <laughs> excuse me. I, I, I'm curious. I feel like it's me on the flash situation. Well, I don't know about that either. But I feel like we're gonna. Cause you can Oof. said I give you a lot of props for because because you, you noticed because you noticed like a lot of stuff in flash that I didn't notice. You were like, I think this was I think this was cut out. This was edited. This was kind of shot differently. Yeah, and again, I get, you caught a lot of things that I I didn't catch. And I watched it on like an analysis or what read, read an article like. Here's what was cut out differently, and you're right about almost everything about the Flash that was cut out or replaced, um, mm-hmm. including that, including that quote unquote and quote unquote stupid ass secret ending that was like to me. I'm like, was like, oh, this is a huge ending, and I'm like, okay, like it was cool, it was fine, it was a, it was a joke. I was like, but wasn't like, oh my god, like they're not show, they're not showing anybody this this ending. Okay, you, you could have. It would have been would have been a huge. It would have been a huge deal. I feel like uh, mm-hmm. Henry Cavill coming back was something bigger than that quote unquote reveal on the Flash. But uh, again, I think that was also uh, you know that was a victim of the reshoots and also because the new hiring of um, James Gunn and Peter Saffron on board. Um,
1: yeah, it's it's I, a shame because I, I am excited for what Gunn and Saffron are gonna do. Like I really am. Like Superman Legacy. Brave and the Bold, Amazons, that Green Lantern, True Detective-style show, The Authority. Like, I'm excited yeah. for all of that shit. But I kind of think they did fuck up Shazam Fury of the Gods, Aquaman, maybe Blue Beetle a little bit, because I feel like it was kind of caught in that storm, maybe. But yeah. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. And definitely, definitely Black Adam, bro. Oh, if, yeah,
0: yeah. If, if
1: Saffron... Low-key, man, I feel like if Saffron and Gun didn't take over then Dwayne Johnson would have taken over, and then we would have had um, Henry Cavill Shazam back. I don't know how that DC universe would have looked. I don't know if it would have been good. It would have been interesting for sure, because it basically would have just been Dwayne Johnson and Henry Cavill like, at the center of this DC universe, but...
0: It was bad timing. Yeah it's, yeah, it's truly bad timing. That would I, be an I,
1: interesting universe, though.
0: Damn, imagine yeah. the possibilities. And, and another another multiverse. It's happening, and it's not, <laughs> yeah. not our universe. But no, yeah. I echo. I echo what a lot of you said about the trailer. Because I remember, like, I was in, I was out, I was out east. I saw I saw a quick version of it on ESPN watching the football game. That I was going to bed. I watched it on my phone, and I mm-hmm. was like, "Oh man!" I was just like. I don't really feel anything towards it. Again, I love Momoa and I love James Wan. I like Patrick Wilson a lot. I, I'm also a big fan of Yaya Abdul Mateen. I think he's a great actor. I think all, I think it's really there's magic there. But mm-hmm. to me, I just feel like from what we've reported on the show months ago, what we're hearing, like again, it's this is all not confirmed, but like. There was disastrous test screenings at the studio. Audiences were giving, were walking out, apparently. Uh, executives were walking out of this movie as well. Like It was just like... Again, I didn't know you could walk out of a test screen. I thought like, you at a test screening. Your ass is there for the movie, whether you like it or not. It's like, yeah, you, sit, you better sit your ass there. <laughs> you're you're going li- to like this shit. You're going to watch it. You're going to like this thing. So to me, not hearing all of that, there's a no baggage with this movie for sure, which kind of deters my excitement a little bit. I'm still going to watch it in support of Momoa Yaya um Patrick Wilson and James Wan. Also the controversy with Amber Heard, you know, I don't know what's going on with that and people are like, you know, that whole thing was that whole thing is very messy too with both Johnny Depp and her. And that, again, it it's a movie that I, I again, it's, it's a it's movie that might have controversy derail the movie. Like Don't Worry Darling is a prime example of that. Well, there was so much controversy around that movie, like so much PR nightmare. Mm-hmm. Where man that
1: you, movie was crazy
0: man. It, and I, honestly I saw it a screening with with Z and, and her and I were like this wasn't terrible. This wasn't this wasn't a bad movie. I mean it's kind of like get out for white women. Um but uh <laughs> 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 um, Oh my um, god. Yeah. He said <laughs> it not <laughs> me folks. <laughs> No, no, can't no. I, so, so, yeah, I can't coin that. that. Oh my god! <laughs> no, no I, I can't. I can't coin that. That that, that was a, that was a tweet I saw when the movie came out. I can't even coin that. That, that was not mine. Uh-huh. I'm not saying that. Or like how someone god. said, "Oh, Barbie, Barbie is Black Panther for white movement as well." This is not mine either. This is all on Twitter or X, whatever it's called now. So again, this, uh-huh. this I'm not, I, I'm not coining these jokes. These are not mine. These are, <laughs> not, these are not original thoughts. I'm just, I'm just repeating what I saw on t- on Twitter or um, on uh, Instagram. But yeah, it's. I definitely enjoyed *Orange Darling* for what it is. Again, my, I'm a huge Florence Pugh fan. I mean, hairstyles cannot act for shit. No offense. To, no offense to him. I mean, it would make Lucy show a buff in that role instead because it should have been him. I was
1: I was not feeling that movie. Like at, at the beginning, I was I was like, okay, okay. And then like the the, the deeper into like yeah, like the mystery, the twist you got, the more I was like, it seemed like just a little bit rushed because some stuff kind of just came out of the blue and then ended just as quickly. So I'm kind of like. Nah, it seemed like y'all cut some shit out here. Again, like, I'm, I just, it's like, nah, like, I, I wasn't feeling it, man. Because I, I feel like it wasn't, like, the full, the original full story.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It was okay. just kind of like, it's it's too many missing pieces here.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I hate, I really, I really hate watching a movie or feeling watching a show. Yeah, I feel like I put the you know, pieces together. It just feels like, to me, I'm, just, I'm watching a full, complete project. And it's just like, oh, my God. So... But anyway, back to Aquaman. Yeah, I think the controversy might. Again, I think if you're not inside baseball as we are with you knowing about the test screenings and the, and the bad screenings whatsoever, and the word of mouth wearing is not great. Again, if it's true, if that's true, we, we still don't know if it's true or not. It's been like fully confirmed yet. I guess we'll wait that's and see when it comes out in December. But again, if you if you know about the Amber Heard thing, you might be deterred from that. I don't know how big her role is going to be, but. And then I'm hearing controversy now about the, the the sun aspect. I don't want to spoil it for our viewers or audiences with the you know with the thing about the sun. I heard a plot detail about the sun that like people are pissing people off. I'm like, oh, that happens. I'm done with this movie. It's like, well, the last DC movie before you know James Gunn reboots everything. But yeah, I again I, I like the first one a lot. I haven't seen the first one in almost I, I saw it twice. I saw the first one that came out. I think I watched it. when I was in London during my study abroad. But I've been watching a couple of years, and I own it on Blu-ray, so I'll get that. that, that definitely, it's definitely worth a rewatch soon. But I, I'm hoping that James Wan is able to really kind of like have a decent cut of whatever. <clears throat> excuse me, whatever he has for us. I know Momoa co-wrote this movie too, which is kind of surprising. But hmm. I know Tom Hardy also co-wrote Let There Be Carnage, so I was I was I guess, just
1: about to say, bro, like, right? that's not always uh, the best thing
0: no not always and i i again i give i again i i i do like seeing actors become writers or writers become actors stuff like that again it kind of shows growth and you know and creativity mm-hmm. you know stuff stuff like that for sure and also
1: andy circus directed it i love andy circus man oh yeah. Andy I, Serkis, I, yeah i just finished the lord of the rings trilogy on audible and all three of the books were narrated by andy circus it was amazing like
0: I love Andy Circus, man. I, I've heard he's a good dude. He like really he's a really, really good dude to work with and a nice human being. So I love hearing that. Again, I think he's like he's one of the most underrated actors of our time, if you ask if you ask uh if you ask me. But he really uh is, man. I, I yeah, I'm a big Andy Circus fan and I, got, I think you know he does he can he really is like motion capture and he's a great character great character um actor. And also a great mm-hmm. Alfred, too. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing him more. He,
1: he is the most stylish Alfred, man.
0: Like yeah. he, his Alfred got the drip. True. And that was good casting, too, on Matt Reeves' part. Yeah. Um, but with that said, yeah, I mean, I'm I, I'm going to – we're going to see that when it comes out, obviously, and we'll read it on the show and do our theater reaction. But yes, I don't know, course. man. I don't know. The trailer the, – the, even when you said, too, a text thread a few, a few weeks ago, the, between you and I, you were saying, like, it, him hanging out the clothes to me just felt like – Man like you're just like what is this shit <laughs> bro for real, I was like
1: he's like what well, what did um uh, Vito Corleone say he was like look how that massacred my boy I'm like bro this is this is not the this is not what the DCEU was was meant to be
0: like, I'm, I'm sure
1: it's going to be a fun movie, but I'm like, bro. Cause I remember like when, when Snyder was coming out with man of steel, he was, and then like man of steel came out and then he was like, yeah, this is, um th- this is how I would do the whole universe. And then it was like, it was like a crazy mythology where basically like the, um, uh, Amazonians were descendants of ancient Kryptonians. And so were the Atlanteans and shit like that. And I was like, yeah, it's like, dang, that's, that's really interesting. Like, I'm not saying, that's the best way to go about it. Just saying like they're all ancient Kryptonians, but it would have put an interesting spin on everything for sure. And and it really sure. would have made Superman like the center of it all. You know what I mean? Cause it's like 100%. he's Kryptonian and he's, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, dang,
0: that would have been kind of dope. Do you, do you, oh, I'm trying, I'm trying how to, how to phrase this like in a nice, way. I mean, nice way. But don't you think at the same time, like if, okay, if your franchise is ending, Again, I, you can't put t- so much on on James Wan for this because he, he's not in the main. He's he's the director. He's writing. He's producing, obviously. But if I'm ending a franchise, uh, the, one, the one that has lasted now ten years because when Man of Steel premiered so ten years ago, which is hard to believe that, that movie's ten years old. But I, know, I would feel man. like right. I feel like if I'm going to end, if I'm going to end a franchise or end this era of an ongoing franchise. I'm going to end on top. Go out with a bang. Go out with a bang well was like the best thing ever. Like you know what? We gave it our best. Sometimes, sometimes not mm-hmm. so much. I'm gonna again. If you ended with if you ended with Shazam too, I've been like, wow, y'all y'all just fucked up. Y'all just this, this we're kind like, of like we're, we're
1: kind of lazy, tired bullshit. Yeah, is this.
0: <laughs> right. It's, how exactly. dare you? It just to me like if you're gonna really end something, go all out fully. I, I just to me okay. I'm at, how I feel about that. I'm gonna ask you. To me, I feel like if you're gonna end if. if, if if you're gonna end this franchise with this movie, go out with a bang, make it good. I don't want to see some like half yeah half ass boo boo shit like where it's just like man, they didn't give a fuck about this movie whatsoever, and it shows. <laughs> do you, do you agree with? Do you think that they should do this as well? You know they're they're gonna reboot everything. I, I think they should. I think they they sh- if they were smart. They would end on a high note. RIP the Snyderverse. You know we had it was a ten year run. guys said good some ups, some downs. Unfortunately, a lot more downs than ups. Unfortunately. Yeah. But but if, if you're if you're ending this franchise wouldn't she want to end with a bang right on top?
1: Yeah, like I never thought that the DCEU would end with Aquaman 2. Yeah, so dude. Like, that's that's crazy cuz I know I I remember hearing about like Zack Snyder's original plans like for his Justice League trilogy and I'm like it's like yo this is crazy. And it's cool because when you look at it, like his DC universe, it's not like the first movie and then the sequel and then the third movie and and then like the crossover or whatever. Like it's literally just an expansion. It starts with Superman and then it's Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, and then it's the Justice League. You feel me? So like his movies only ever like kept expanding. And it was, I remember like the you want to talk about like endings. Like remember how in, in Justice League it was the flashback and it was like the the Greek gods and the Green Lantern and the Atlanteans and all the kingdoms of man fighting against, um, apocalypse, the forces of apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. In justice league three, the ending fight was going to be the justice league. It was going to be Superman leading the justice league, leading like all of the world's, um, like armed forces against the forces of apocalypse. So it would have been kind of like a modern recreation of that And it would have been, like, a slightly expanded Justice League, apparently. And it's like, dang, that would have been, like, really cool. You want to talk about, like, a grand ending? That's insane because that's basically the Justice League. That's basically the Justice League uniting the entire world against Darkseid and the forces of Apocalypse. Like, that's an insane ending, bro. Not Aquaman 2.
0: Again, man, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing this with you and seeing... And seeing how how this how this all ends it come December. Cause like I said, this movie's been pushed back so many times, reshoots, controversy. You're hearing all this shit behind the scenes if you're like, you, if you you're know, involved. It, but
1: you know what they should have just did? They should have just swapped um the the Aquaman and the Flash release dates. Like show Aquaman and then that movie does however. What? Because also, you remember that, that theory I had where it's like, oh man, I wonder if Aquaman's going to just like stop being the the king. like He's going to still be Aquaman, yeah. but like, he's not the king anymore. Because remember the end credit scene, spoiler alert, you guys, for The Flash, if you haven't seen yeah. it yet, but the, the end credit scene. So imagine like, okay, so Aquaman 2 was released, and then it's The Flash. And because that movie was kind of like a tribute to, or it seemed like it was trying to be a tribute to all things like DC cinematic history because it had like the on the yeah. Chris Reeve flashback, uh, George Reeves, Adam West, Nick Cage, um, you know Michael Keaton and, and Affleck, and everything like that, and then so like that would have been like okay, so it's kind of paying homage to like basically everything because they basically brought back, they basically referenced like everything DC yeah. as far as movie movies go, and then the yeah, credit scene, Remember, it was just um, it was him and Aquaman just like coming out of the bar like that. That could kind of fit within the timeline if. Aquaman just stopped being king. Like it wouldn't make sense that he'd be uh, that he would be out uh, drinking with, with Barry just one random night. one random night? So I'm like, that'd be kind of cool. And but I, that, and I, that would just make sense overall too. to end I, it like that.
0: I think I think that was the plan though. I think oh, that what? was the plan. I so I I really really think that was the plan. If if you're on YouTube, if you're on the YouTube show, or to our listeners, comment below if we were right about that. But I, I'm pretty sure it was supposed to be Flash ending everything, but with all COVID and then Azure Miller mother bullshit and then with the the new DC people buying, the uh, new people buying Warner Brothers and, you know, Discovery buying Warner Brothers and then James Gunn and Peter Saffron coming in, like, things got, things were so fucking muddled where it, it, it everything's got, everything has got changed like dr- dr- drastically, so it's just like, oh, it is what it is, so I mm-hmm. could be wrong, I could be wrong, but I wanna say that I thought the flash was supposed to end everything or reboot everything to like, you know, either before James Gunn was brought on to, you know, start everything for, kind of soft reboot the entire franchise or or supposed to reset everything to the next, you know, universe, which is gonna be James Gunn thing. So yeah, again, it I agree. Why are you ending with um <clears throat> why are you gonna end it with Aquaman too? But that's guess, that's
1: ridiculous.
0: It's silly, but so again, back back to your thing that you want to bring up on the show. How would so if you were to again, if hey, I'm Warner Brothers here, Nick, you can direct, you can write whatever an Aquaman movie. What would your pitch be?
1: Okay, okay. So picture this, right? Okay. <clears throat> um because also this this Aquaman would exist in in the larger DC universe. Um okay. I'm picturing Tom Hardy as Aquaman with Ooh, Emily okay. Blunt as Mara. Okay, I like that. I like that. Um, and uh, uh, what's his name? Luke Evans as Ocean Master. Okay. And it's basically, um, you know, it's it's. Um, I did, I forget exactly how it started, but it's like he's he's been Aquaman for like a few years. Oh, and also this this not just a few years, but this version of Aquaman, he was never raised um, on the surface. Like he he grew up. Okay. Right in atlantis so like he's because also i'm I'm basing this off of the the justice league unlimited version because that was the first version of aquaman that i'd ever seen that was my introduction to him so i'm like and he was a lot more like hardcore like like he was like he was one of those like on-site type dudes yeah like he, he was trying to challenge everybody everybody man he didn't give a fuck so he, he would be more like that like a little bit more more rugged but also kind of like regal because he's like i was i was raised as a king kind of you know what i mean and yeah. um basically like it was um something happened and he on oh, like also like because i'm like realistically since he's he's the king of a nation like on earth so like he's i wanted him to be more like involved so like he's like part of the un so like he attends like the meetings and everything like that and mm-hmm. something happens and like some i think it was like a political assassination or something like that like so, some some people got killed and it was it's clear that they are killed by atlanteans and um, When when Aquaman investigates it, he's like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe this!" And then it cuts to him, and or he's he's going down to like prison because he's visiting um, Ocean Master, his brother, and like he's like he's like, "I know this this killing was by like your followers or whatever." Like da 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 da. And they're kind of having that conversation and you know ocean master is kind of like he's playing coy like he's like he's like i don't know what you're talking about and he's like listen man don't don't start no bullshit bro i'm not in the mood man. <laughs> like i'm like i got a son i'm trying to raise my son and i'm trying to be like a good king i i i'm the king of 70 of of the planet essentially and i'm going to these fucking un meetings man do not ruin my day and it's only monday bro i'm not in the mood i swear i'll fuck you up he's like okay whatever bro and then like he leaves and like basically the, the movie progresses and you find out that like Orm, he still has like cause there was like a war between like Aqu- Aquaman and Orm like back in the day, and that's why he's in jail, because he lost that war. But Orm, um Ocean Master, he still has followers that are on the outside, so he still kinda has people doing his bidding. And they um they basically summon a creature which is King Shark more or less. And I know what you're thinking, like King Shark from the the character from the Suicide Squad. Like yes and no, like apparently in the comics it's it's um like the King Shark character I don't remember if they outright state um the the last the only thing I heard was that it was ambiguous that he to the fact that he might be like the descendant of like of an actual deity, like an actual mm-hmm. god. And so when I heard about that, I was like, okay, so he he's got to be the villain for this first um, Aquaman movie. So they're they're summoning this this King Shark like you know deity, and like he comes through. But basically, when they summon him, it it it's kind of like um it's it gets into motion the uh, the Atlantean apocalypse basically. And Mm -hmm. so like and that's so Mm -hmm. like they summon him, and Aquaman's kind of like, holy shit. So it's it's aquaman trying to stop the atlantean apocalypse and he basically does but like a lot of atlantis gets destroyed and and also like by the end of the movie like he kind of just barely like survives and barely like stops the um uh stops king shark from destroying everything but um ocean master has escaped that's and that's that's how the movie ends so he's like oh shit and then, like the other solo um, DC movies come out, and then and the Justice League movie comes out, and like that. And then when it gets to Aquaman two, it's basically um, an adaptation of Throne of Atlantis. Like um, it's it's Aquaman leading the Justice League in a fight against Ocean Master, because Ocean Master is trying to lead his like billions of followers um, in a battle to destroy the surface world. So Aquaman leads the Justice League in a fight to stop. Um, to, to stop this and it's like huge grand epic battles like I'm talking like Lord of the Rings style just huge epic like Justice League versus these like billions of of um, Atlantean like creatures or whatever and that movie kind of ends and it's you know at, like Atlantis is kind of still like a little fucked up and like now it's like a little bit worse because it got kind of like fucked up in this whole like throne of Atlantis style war and it basically ends with uh, the atlanteans like aquaman you suck ass as a king because like you, you like the the city like we, we just keep getting fucked up man like and it's like you're not really like no one feels safe around you and you're it seems like you're spread too thin because you're trying to be a superhero and part of the un and you're doing all this shit on the <laughs> surface world like you're not here man so like they basically um he's he's forced to leave the to leave the throne and that's how Aquaman 2 ends. And then, like, Aquaman 3 picks up, like, maybe, like, five, six, seven, eight years later, he's, and he's, like, a fisherman, or he's doing something, he's, like, he's a, he's a lighthouse keeper on mm-hmm. the surface world, and it kind of ties back in with his origins, where he was, like, raised like that. But it's him just living a very, like, humble life, and he's just kind of, like, kind of, like, Logan-esque, where it's, like, oh you know, yeah, it, he's, he's, he's all, like, rugged and stuff, because also, like, he has a thick beard, but he's kind of, he has, like... He's either, like, bald, or has, like, like a buzz cut or something like that, like, something really short. And he's all, like, kind of, like, fucked up and damaged from all the previous uh, battles and shit like that. And he's just, like, you know, he, he visits Atlantis every now and then just so he can see, like, Mary, his wife, who's now the queen of Atlantis, and visit his son every now and then. But, like, you know, it's like you can only visit, like, an hour a day or something like that. Like, that's the rule because he's exiled. And then um, the main villain would be Black Manta. So then you get, like, that kind of, like, rugged um More down-to-earth, grounded, kind of gritty Aquaman versus um, versus Black Manta. And that kind of ends out the trilogy.
0: Ooh. I like that. yo Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Thank if, you. Yeah, WB, if you listen to this, hire my man right here. He knows what he's doing. Hire I'm my right man right here. here. I'm
1: right here. I got all the ideas. Hey,
0: y'all have I a new... I got it all written <laughs> down right here. Y'all have a new franchise coming out. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I got it right here. No, we'll... Damn, that's, damn, I, I kind of want to see... Okay, I have a question for you before I do mine. Who would you have to direct those movies? If, okay, if you were... If you're going to write those movies and produce them, who would you have to direct? Or would you want to direct them yourself?
1: And that's a tough one. I would... I wouldn't... Oh, excuse me. My bad. I just bumped into the mic. Um, I, I, <laughs> I, I don't think I would want to direct them myself. Um, I would definitely definitely want to write and produce it. Um... Dang, to direct? I'm not sure. That's a good question. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. That's a good one. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> on that one, man. Because I'm like, I would want it to feel like... Like, you know what? Uh, I, I would consider Peter Jackson or Guillermo del Toro. Oh, okay. You know, because th- I, cool. I would want it to be like... You know, like, because with, especially with the whole, like, Throne of Atlantis thing with yeah. the grand epic battles, it's like, yeah, you get Peter Jackson because he killed that in, in Lord of the Rings, man. Yeah. Like, that, that would be amazing. Um, dang, I don't know, because it's like, like, who, because I'm trying to think of a director that would also work well with um, uh, Emily Blunt and Tom Hardy, because you know what maybe maybe you would need to be like three different directors
0: i could see that too but like have a plan for those yeah
1: it would yeah because it's like like each each movie would kind of represent something different like um like the the first movie is basically an apocalypse movie so like who who could who could do like a cool underwater apocalypse movie yeah you know what maybe that one's like gilmo del toro because he kind of he did a good job with that with the pacific rim
0: yeah, he did a great job with Big Room. Yeah, yeah, I, I would so, definitely. Uh, yeah, no, go, go 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 ahead. No, yeah, okay. So
1: so so first movie is Guillermo del Toro. Second movie is Peter Jackson,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: and then third movie is James Mangold because it's basically it's basically uh, Logan.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, James Mangold, dude. Yeah, James Mangold really does nothing. Uh, yeah, I could see that would be such a cool thing to have like three different directors because they're also yeah. different in their own style too. But like. Uh-huh. That, but there, I think all three of them know how to handle franchises too. Yeah, like, very well. Like very well. Even even me not liking Indiana Jones his last one as much, but he knows he knows how to handle stuff like Wolverine, Logan, yeah, and I, I feel and like
1: Indiana the, Jones was more the result of like studio meddling basically because he like you said he killed Logan like Logan was, was so good, amazing, and like. Um. Uh, uh. I almost said Crystal Skull. What was the fifth one? Dollar Destiny. I'm like, this. Yeah. Doesn't, <laughs> this doesn't feel like um James Mangold to me. Because I, I guess I was expecting not really a Logan style movie, but just like um, but uh, uh, uh I'll, I'll say a better movie. Yeah. Like it, was, it was. It was. It was. a fun movie. It was fun to see the character again. But it was kind of like, like the more I think about it, the more I'm like, mm, like. It it was, it did kind of fall flat in some of these places.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: But Logan, like, pff, shit. Logan Damn. was it was incredible. So, you
0: have yeah, a good that's you how I out. do it. They have a good yeah, trilogy planned we're... out, man. I like this a lot, man. So. I was kind of going back and forth a lot of different options. I would definitely, like, I think what I would, fine, I, I would thought about doing what, what James Cameron did Aquaman like an entourage. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because cause James Cameron does do underwater stuff, like, the best out of everyone that any filmmaker I know. Oh, um,
1: That's a really good point, actually. Damn.
0: I would have, yeah. So, for I don't know, for actor and actress, I I, I wouldn't think so much about that. I would think more of, like, overall story and director. I would definitely mm-hmm. have, I would, I would either choose James Cameron or I'm not a fan of guys. I mean, he's a good filmmaker, but I think I'm not a fan of like, what he said during COVID. Uh, Chris McQuarrie, I think, would be a cool choice mm. to have. He has a good job at doing scope really well. Like a great job of yeah, having scope.
1: He, he could handle like a, a justice like Superman movie, a Justice League movie, Green Lantern movie.
0: Something like that. Yeah, I guess something like that. Or even like uh, Joe Kaczynski, who did uh, Top Gun, Maverick, Oblivion, and, and Tron. Oh, man, what if
1: he did a Suicide Squad movie? Uh, Chris McQuarrie.
0: I could see that, but you gotta make it R and I wouldn't make it as jokey as uh um uh, James Gunn's version. I would want what yeah. we were promised with David Ayers, which is more like a gritty take, more of like a darker kind of tone of a movie, but who knows whether yeah, or not
1: dude, Oh that that first Comic Con trailer, man I know,
0: dude. That was
1: he's like, Let's go save the world. I, that was my shit back in the day, dude. man. That was my that was like my favorite part of the trailer, bro.
0: I literally, I literally watched um, the the interview again with him and John Berthnall, with David Ayer saying like, "Oh man, like, was my cut," and I'm like, "Oh fuck, dude." But yeah, I can see, I can see Quarry doing Suicide Squad, but you know, I, I think, I think Cameron would be the guy. But Del Toro would be a great option, man. That's a that's a great choice to have as a yeah you know, at the Pacific Rim, even stuff like um you know Hellboy stuff like that as well. Mm. um i would i would definitely say james cameron definitely do a again i love, I love entourage but i can see him really do something well with aquaman and like really kind of like deep of the character kind of stuff and, you know the underwater stuff but story-wise i would kind of want to see him interact with like batman a lot for some reason for some reason i i picture aquaman and bat again i think Jay, what snyder and james wan did they made aquaman cool like cool basically you know, yeah, for a while he was kind of like laughing. Oh, the seahorse, uh huh. Nerd. Yeah, like I like, like, <laughs> talked to fish. I got, I got, I got, I got. it's like, <laughs> right. come on, guys, he's cooler than that. Like I'm, <laughs> I was right. that guy, I'm cooler. like cooler.
1: I'm like, he's basically underwater Superman. Like he, he yeah. like, Aquaman is like hella, hella slept on, but it's like uh-huh. it, you just you, you gotta like really, really kind of like do something drastic to to showcase that.
0: Yes, exactly. You feel hey. me? exactly so,
1: so it's like i feel like i feel like since they 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 did the jason momoa thing when whenever we see aquaman in the james gunn universe i bet you he's gonna look more like the the comics 100%. version where he's like you know like blonde hair orange scaly suit and shit like that
0: a hundred percent
1: i hope not like i hope he's not corny but i'm like i feel like james gunn would kind of do that
0: if hey, i watch give it give it time it's it's probably gonna, probably gonna happen gonna but, uh, you know, I, I would want something, like, I love, I love, you know, I, oh, I love Spider-Man too so much. I love a good, like, moral dilemma. Like, mm-hmm. I have these powers, but do I want to keep doing this? Like, I feel like, like, I kind of want to see something, like, where, you know, Batman is, like, using uh Bruce and Batman. Bruce is, like, kind of like, hey, I need, I need Aquaman. Again, they're they're kind of like, this is before they meet Superman. It's kind of like Batman and Aquaman have a past before Justice League kind of, like, comes together mm-hmm. like batman and aquaman we're kind of doing missions together like batman would kind of recruit it's like hey we're going to the harbor we're going to this Whatever. this i need your i need your help doing shit that i can do basically but I'll, I'll give you some of the tech i have as well kind of like kind of like a tony stark and spider-man relationship in a way but mm-hmm. like not as like boyish as like again, spider-man is but like they're kind yeah. of like <laughs> aquaman, aquaman's been around for you know he's, he's been alive for years for Aquaman, some Aquaman wouldn't
1: be 15 years old, and right. Batman <laughs> wouldn't be 46.
0: Exactly, fucking <laughs> exactly, Nick. <laughs> fucking exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but can't there's... you just be a friendly neighborhood <laughs> Aquaman? I'd be like, I'm out. I'd be, I'm out. <laughs> I'm I've got my popcorn. I'm leaving. But no, I wish it been kind Directed of cool. Directed by and <laughs> Fucking hell, dude, dude. Remember, god, dude. Probably a lot, a lot of ass shots. A lot oh of ass god. shots. A lot of crotch shots for sure too. <laughs>
1: um, Man.
0: I would wanna see something like something like that where like Aquaman and Batman had a pass up that, that like that was kind of explored more um but at the same time Aquaman kind of like has a moral dilemma of like hey I have these again I'm I'm supposed to be king kind of like how it is right now with the, even the first Aquaman even with yeah and even uh, a League, that I have these powers but like I don't want I don't want do, I don't want shit to do with Atlantis like I want to be my own person but like for some reason I'm keep I keep having to go back I can't live my life like that so it's kind of just like a kind of like a more the the kind of Spider-Man 2 was, like, I'm Spider-Man mm-hmm. no more. But mm-hmm. I, what I would also mm-hmm. love to see, too, I would kind of want to see like a, like a coming-of-age story of Aquaman as well. If we're going to an origin mm-hmm. story, but like, spend more time as him as a kid. Like, him as a teenager kind of, like, becoming this. And then it, maybe the first half, a lot of his kind of just, like... We got a series, too. Like, you can do, like, his upbringing, basically, um, mm-hmm. as a kid. You know, uh, you know, him, you know, he wants... Kind of like he 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 has a life he has, but like he he does he doesn't want part of Atlantis, but like he still feels obligated to go there sometimes. But like more like a coming of age, like you know, like there's like a fish, like, like Aquaman like school when he he's going to school and on on the surface, but also kind of like beating people like his age. In underwater, but it's kind of, it's kind of like his, it's kind of like his kind of like dilemma of like, oh yeah, I'm human, but I'm also you know, the protector of Atlantis. How do I mm-hmm. balance? that How do I balance that? And but like he likes his he likes his like service life more. So I, I would kind of, again, I'm a, again, I'm a sucker for like stuff like you know, like Days of Confused, you know, mm. all good. So I would kind of like to see if, if you do if you do a kind of like um his like kind of coming of age story, more of a series. I would say that like a, a, a HBO Max kind of series. If you're going to do a movie, I would love to kind of see like Aquaman and Batman, kind of like their dynamic before just before before Superman came to Earth. Like, like there was a history between the two of them before the, 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 young, a young Batman, young Aquaman figuring I'll shit out. Kind of like, something like, kind of like that before they meet Wonder Woman and Cyborg and Green Lantern and Flash yeah, and good. Superman. Something like that. Like a really cool kind of like buddy cop kind of thing. You know, kind of like, for, kind of like 48 hours. You know that? 48 hours. But yeah, like with... Yeah but with, like, Aquaman and Batman, something like that, where something like that would be kind of cool. So, again, I, 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 I kind of love... I love... Again, I think now we're in the age of, like, origin movies are cool. Like, you've seen origin movies, seeing kind of stuff like that. But I do like seeing how they play off of each other, like how well... Mm-hmm again, how like how well, you know Iron Man, and Spider-Man played off each other, you know how BBS have having Batman Superman was very important in the movie. You know they hate each other for the first part. I do like seeing a team up more than a, an origin story. Mm-hmm. And I think kind of adds like it, if if you, if you casted the movie really well, had a great a great writer, a great director on board for this, I would like to kind of see like a team up between Batman Batman and Aquaman and seeing how they because they're so they're two totally different superheroes, too. Yeah. Seeing how they work together, despite their differences and like yeah. and powers and abilities, but again, I kind of like see that stuff like that, and then kind of like tie and some of, but yeah, that history, that history is established, and that will tie that would tie into like a Justice League or another Batman movie down the road, or like some of, some other DC property, but like the history of them was still there. there yeah, like is crucial to the overall lore. Yeah,
1: you could even have where like, if I may, like where the way that they met was, um. Like it starts off like Batman is fighting like um he's he's looking for Killer Croc in the sewers right yes and then like yes. he's you know he's he's fighting Killer Croc like da, da 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 but then like Killer Croc somehow um he goes out into the ocean or whatever and like Batman's like like following him but Killer Croc like he's actually from Atlantis and he's a criminal from Atlantis yes. and that's why he's in Gotham because he's he's hiding out so Batman yes. is basically dragged to Atlantis and then like so Aquaman helps him out like he teams up with Batman and then they both take out Killer Croc together and that's kind of like the start yes. of their, um, their, their crime fighting partnership so to speak
0: yes Nick fuck dude this is why i kept telling you DCWB hire this man I'm telling yeah. you guys hire this man this man knows his shit I'm telling you he would write a fucking great movie movie show anything for you guys hire this man please if you're listening hire this man this man knows his stuff this man will give you grade A quality shit Listen to this man. He knows what he's talking about. I like that a lot, actually. Damn, God damn, you. Nick, you're good, man. Goddamn, you, you have a you have an ability, my friend. You, especially with the pitch, dope ass ideas like this, man. I am, I'm truly in awe of you, my my, my good sir. I Thank truly you. am. Thank
1: you. you I'm over
0: here. Oh no, seriously. I got a that would been yeah, I, 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 Killer card. That would been cool. I, I I love shit like that, but like. I, I wanted more like I want it like still funny at times, but like more like mm-hmm. Snyder-y in a way. I wanted more like more like a gra- more like a darker kind of tone. Because again, again, yeah. I, that's why I'm kind of feeling I'm feeling Marvelled outreach things. I'm like, oh my god, are things ha ha yo 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 oh, yo all these child jokes. It's, <laughs> like, it's and like Quantumania.
1: That yeah, movie had me like, yo, Marvel is dead. I just I, I just man. read um Scorsese said like, yeah, cinema's dead. Basically, I just read that today. I'm like, that's how I felt with Marvel. Like. Oh, cause well, I'm, I'm watching Quantum and I keep thinking about the first Iron Man movie. I'm like, this is insane, and like, not necessarily in the best way. Like, yeah, everything's kind of grown in size and scale and scope and shit like that. But I'm like, this movie just isn't good. Like, Iron, no. Iron Man was like kind of one of a kind. Like, Iron Man is in my top three um, MCU movies. It's Iron Man, Black Panther, and Infinity War. Not necessarily in that order but those are my top three like those like yeah like iron man is just is such a gem and no other mcu movie has really been on that level no nope. or at, at least that like quality that style like that type of like i don't know what the word is like nothing like uh, I don't know. yeah, it's it's, it's like quali- quality. It's, it's one of a kind. Like 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 no no movie's ever been able to kind of like replicate it or duplicate it or like do it again or anything
0: like that. You know. Oh, I agree. I dude, I I could not could not could not agree more. And here, so know, we you know we're kind of like at the end. Uh, I'll end on this. Oh, speaking of superhero, the friend, Scorsese stuff like that. I saw the I saw the Crater last night movie Mm, that i've been looking for dude i fucking love this movie and you are too i while i'm watching it dude i I was like i I saw a trailer for it again like the the first the first trailer i saw i was like "Mm, i don't know if i'm really
1: feeling it and like i just kind of like didn't really like i wasn't really paying attention to it like that and then like the last couple of weeks i've been seeing like tv spots and I saw, like, another trailer the other day. I was like, dang, you know what? This actually looks kind of good. And I'm like, hmm, the director from Rogue One. Hmm, hmm. So piqued (laughs) my interest a little bit more. You you feel me? So I'm like, it got me more intrigued um, about the movie.
0: I'm keeping this spoiler free for you and for audience, dude. I Appreciate it. I I had this kind of, like, high last night leaving the theater of, like, I just sat through a decently budgeted movie, Mm -hmm. an original movie on the big screen again. Which I cannot say that in a long time. I can Damn. I cannot say like it wasn't an IP, it wasn't a franchise, it wasn't a sequel, it wasn't a movie, superhero movie, it wasn't a you know Star Wars, whatever. I literally was like I wasn't excited because I was like, okay, I'm seeing an original science fiction movie that I have not seen in a long again again for a eighty million dollars, a pretty big, pretty decent budget for this size of a mm-hmm. movie that isn't, that wouldn't go to streaming, it wouldn't go on whatever DVD, whatever digital but i was like i'm going to this cool when i walked in there was no one there and i was like damn it no. i was like is, this is not a good this is not a good sign i was like my road was empty the few people in the um. front i was like oh no but anyway for for our little well, context basically the craters basically uh you know there's there's been a there's go, there's an ongoing war between uh humans and the and ai ai has definitely developed to a different degree um, um basically um AI is responsible for death of millions of people in uh, the U.S. now it's called the West of West West of the uh, of the universe, um, and basically America goes. We're banning AI here. We're not using it ever 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 again. They've we, 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 we've been using it for years, but they turn against us. We're not using it anymore. However, and in, uh, in Asia now they call it New Asia. They're they are very pro AI. Everyone they have cyborgs, AI, literally everything. They're very pro AI, and they're developing AI faster than anyone else in the in the world because they want to they want to they want to they want to have power to destroy basically the United States and the Western part of the world. So it's basically set up set against that, and even Washington has to kind of like is middle middle of this war. Basically, he's middle he's middle of this war. He's a, he's an operative played but jo- named Josh, and he sent. He's in Los Angeles. He goes, you, you need to, we, need, we need you back in... Uh, we need you in um, uh, New Asia to figure out... There's a, There's a. We're, we're hearing rumors of a powerful technology that can wipe all of us out. That can wipe all of us out. The AI would win. Stuff like that. And he's, he's very reluctant. He's like, I don't want to do this. I, I, I don't. But he sent another money, and he discovers that this weapon, seen in the trailer, is this kid. That's all I'm going to say of the plot. Damn. It's movie to me, again... This is an original science fiction movie. Please, 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 please see some theaters, everybody. Please, 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 please. We don't get movies like this often anymore because of the rise of streaming and how reboots and sequels and prequels and, and franchises have been really dominating the box office. You know, and even the summer, you know, the box the franchises were doing that well. The Flash didn't do well. Ian Jones flopped. Mission Impossible didn't do too well. We saw a lot of franchises really, really tank, but they're still the ones that get the most screens in the movie theaters, you know, in the box office. See this movie, if you can, on the, on the big screen. IMAX, Dolby, whatever. It wasn't for, it wasn't for IMAX, so like, you can see whatever kind of format you like. But again, this is, this is a great original film. I'll pitch it to you this way, Nick, to our mm-hmm. audience. This is Blade Runner, both Blade mm-hmm. Runners, meets Ooh. Oblivion, meets Ad Astra, with a touch of Avatar. Wow. I'm sold. That's the best way I can pitch this movie without like really spoiling too much about it. So i I'm like watching the movie. I was like, "Wow, this is Blade Runner. This is definitely J-. it's very James Cameron inspired for sure." When you're watching, you're like, "Oh yeah, this is for sure James Cameron, James Cameron District." Even even District Nine, Neil Blomkamp inspired a little bit, but you can huh. tell there's a lot of James Cameron inspirations in this for sure. But again, it's an original movie that and that that is has a really almost a eighty million dollar budget movie that we don't see we don't see movies like this anymore on the big screen for theaters. Um, I'll tell you again. The world building of this to me is incredible. What they how they how they establish the the moment the movie starts, they, sta- they establish right away what's been going on, the back of mm-hmm. the world, basically our history of AI stuff like that, where we are right now. It's they do a great setup whatsoever, but the world building of this to me is pure genius. It's really great world building. It, you, it sucks you in right away, of saying here's it is. What it is. Gorgeous visuals. Literally, the visual effects in this, to me, the way they use practical effects, visual effects, to me, in this, is remarkable. Because you know, we see a lot of things Expendables Four, where it's it's really bad green screen, <laughs> like really bad. You, you can tell you're on, you tell you're on, a, on like a set or like a uh, green screen backdrop. Yes, there's obviously CGI and VFX in this, but they blend it so well together. We're kind of like, wait, what's CG and what's not CG? Because I can't really oh. tell. And I love, and I love that about a movie. That if, I, if I can sit there and not know what I'm looking at, in, the, in terms of CGI and VFX, what's practical, what's not, really, I, I'm like, wow, I'm taking back. I'm like, wow, this is why we go to the movies. This is this is how movies were made originally. But now, with the use of you know technology and obviously visual effects, it's people rely on it way too much. Gareth Edwards to me did a great job of blending both visual effects and practical effects, where it looks gorgeous, and he shot on location too. Before the movie, sorry, little message. He goes, "Hey guys, by the way, we shot, we shot all over the world. We shot amazing locations. We wanted to shoot on location to give give you authenticity, kind of a real feel to this movie." And I was like, "Whoa!" And literally, dude, every except for like one big set piece, which I won't spoil. There's literally like when they're at, when they certain locations, it feels real. You can see them sweating. You can feel the sun. You can feel you see the grass. It looks like a real location, unlike you know fake CGI grass or your fake backdrop, whatever. Like you're supposed to be in you know Egypt, but you know we're shooting this in Atlanta. It's like you can you can tell, you, you can tell obviously. Yeah, but to me, that really kind of was a huge, 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 huge uh, bonus for me, seeing how they, well they use practical effects, visual effects together, great cinematography. Again, if you love science fiction movies, you like science fiction cinematography really is kind of a key to it, like a Blade Runner 2049 or or Arrival or Dune. You got to have really good cinematography to like kind of like lure you in, kind of bring the audiences in to you know how certain shots are made with great cameras. Um Hans Zimmer, great score, not his best, but it's a very good like it's a very good science fiction kind of kind of like, you know, it it felt like his it felt like his score, but yeah, it mm-hmm. wasn't like it wasn't like you know Dark Knight or BVS or Blade Runner kind of or Dune almost in a way. It definitely mm. had a good science fiction feel to it for sure. But it did; it wasn't his best, best, best score. But I would say it's 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 still a great score to listen to throughout the movie. Like the the the, the more intense it gets, the quietness, or whatever. He did, he did a good job of kind of like building suspense, building kind of like you know the 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 big draws to it. Um, yeah. You know, what I'm saying. Um, Great score, production design, set design. I said it was amazing. You know, Gareth Edwards. You know, to me, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't know about you, Nick, but I'm not the biggest fan of his Godzilla. And hot take, I'm not a big fan of Rogue
1: One personally. Oh I, wow, I, was was his Godzilla? That was the one with um Ryan Cranston
0: and Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, yes, sir. That's the, that's me. the that, that's his Godzilla. And you know, I saw it in high school, and I was like. Where was Godzilla at? He, Godzilla was barely in this movie. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm
1: kind of with that. Like, the, the trailer was, that first teaser where they were doing that halo jump, that was, that yes. was amazing to me. That was but cool, the, yes. The movie itself, I was kind of like, wait, Bryan is not the main character? Like, okay. Like, it was just kind of like, like, it was straight, it was cool, but, like, it didn't really leave that much of an impact on me. And I, I didn't even, I didn't watch any of the other ones. Like, that's the only one I've seen.
0: Dude, honestly, I watched I watched Godzilla vs King Kong on HBO Max, and I was like, this shit is whack, whack. Uh, I was Dang. like, oh, uh. it was like, Ugh. <laughs> um, but no. So, am not, not the biggest fan of him as a director? I think I think Rogue One to me again. Rogue One to me I was kind of like it was underwhelming for me. Really cool visual effects. Again, really cool like Vader scenes and the scene on the beach is really cool too. But except for Forrest Whitaker, I really couldn't tell you really like. I, Donnie Yen was cool as well, but I didn't feel invested in the story the way I did with like Force Awakens. Lies, um, nice. deceptions. <laughs> Let's save the rebellion. <laughs> save the dream. I love, I, I love that because I, I love Forest Whitaker, my favorite actors working. That's my part. And That's my part, bro. It's yeah, and it's really it shot real well. Get me wrong, but like to me, I when I left. I was kind of like, all right, it was cool, but I, I, th- I think you know, what happened was I was more because it was right after um, Force Awakens. I was like. I'm I, again, this is cool, but I really want to see what happens next with Finn and Ray and Poe and um, Kylo Ren. I was the thing, I was too like, I was too that, that that was my mind too much where I was like, I wanted to see that and another spin-off prequel. But yeah, I know everyone loves that movie. I'm not, t- I'm not taking away from that movie whatsoever, but to me, it just didn't work for me at all. So with this, I was like, all right, he's he's 0 for 2 for me as a filmmaker. Let's see with this. And I'm telling you man his direction in this is solid. It's a he knows how to handle scope oh, okay. scope and the genre of science fiction really well at the same time telling a really emotional grounded story about kind of about like what's that, what, what, what do I believe in who am I what how am I in this bigger world where do, how do I figure this shit out like, who am I fighting for really and that's why I was like wow like watching it I was like you're amazed by the scope and scale of this entire beautiful sets big scape big scope you know it's it's a it's massive but he's able to tell a really grounded story and a great story between um the ai child and johnny washington playing josh and i loved how he's able to really make it a human story at the end of the day despite being all about ai stuff like that it felt a really grounded human emotional story in this really large huge world that's kind of like changing it's been it's and there's a war going on. I love that about it. So hats off to Garrett D- Edwards. I think he he got kind of won me over as a fan now. I think he, mm-hmm. he was able to manage scope, storytelling, and emotional aspects incredibly well. And speaking of the man, dude, I'm telling you, man, Johnny of Washington, yes, he's Denzel he's Denzel's kid. But this man is making a name for himself with Tenet, Black Klansmen, Ballers. Now this. He's proven he's more than a name, and he's a phenomenal actor. This is his movie, man. He's really front and center in majority of this movie. He's really, really, really like he's showing all this range and emotion, and just kind of just like, just like really, just like you feel for him. He feels lost at times. You see on hmm. his with his, his facial expressions and how he's dealing with the AI and the world stuff like that. He really does a good job of kind of showing. How great of an actor he is, and how he's he's becoming better, becoming a better actor with each movie he's part of. But man, dude, I was so impressed with his with his acting and performance. Like, Again, there's so much range in this movie he shows. Where I was like, wow, they casted him perfectly. This is his movie. I think I would watch anything he's in. But I think with sci-fi, he kind of found his calling. I think with Tenet and now this, where I, I would not seeing him more sci-fi, seeing him in more sci-fi movies whenever hmm. because he really knows how to like. This great bring this really um, human emotional element to this performance, which I was like really floored by. Um, again, for a PG 13 movie, it's pretty brutal at times. I'm gonna lie, it's pretty dark. I was like, damn, they're showing this. I was like, all right, good for them, but good for them. But the rate, the rating about the rating, rating did not bother me whatsoever. But like, it's it's pretty dark for what they were going for. Um, I also do the supporting cast from Ken Watanabe. Um. Oh my goodness. Uh, Gemma Chan. Um, the boy playing. Uh, to the boy. Sorry, excuse me. Oof. Uh, the girl playing. Uh, Alfie. Really great acting across the board. Uh, Alson Janney too, who I like a lot. Um, the acting in this is really, really great because you can tell that this is another paycheck for them. This they they want to do it. They want to do this. And everyone's so different in their characters. You can tell like, okay, she's bringing this. He's bringing this. I'm this. I'm I'm here. And I love that there's a distinction between they're playing. Cause you know, when you see a lot of sci-fi movies, a lot of people kind of, kind of play the same or kind of play too similar. Mm-hmm. Each character has a, has a distinction of like who they are, what we're doing, what I'm bringing to the table, who my character is. I thought like it yeah, great direction from Gareth Edwards, but every actor, including the, the girl playing, the young, the young girl playing Alfie, they're really showing like, Hey, this is who I, I believe I'm this character. Look at my performance. I I'm I'm invested in this. And to me as a viewer, I was invested with their story and their characters because I was like, wow, they're they're really committing to this. Again, hey, bring us up again by expendables 4. I didn't give a fuck anyone because they were they were kind of just like, yep, it is what it is, but it's another movie for us. But when you see an actor and actress really invested to like who they're playing, it makes it more believable, it makes it more kind of like uh capturing, if you if you ask me. Um but that, again, I, I can talk about this movie for all for longer and longer, but that's all my good. The cons, though, there do some cons. Unfortunately, the cons I will say though, when there was humor, and there's humor here and there, it don't really work. And even even my small audience, no one really laughed at the jokes. And I, I kind of like mm. maybe ch- chuckled me once or twice, but like it wasn't like oh, okay, the humor kind of felt a little crowbarred in. Unfortunately, so Damn. I was like I was like okay, there's like there's a cute moments, but like I think when there was, there was, when there was humor, there's humor the humor does not work. I think it's kind of like, it's kind of like poorly, poorly placed or poorly timed. You're like, okay, if you committed to like a sci-fi movie, commit to it, commit to like this. Cause again, you want to have jokes. I get it. But I don't know. I feel kind of, it kind of took away some important scenes or like, kind of like the intensity of the scenes when they kind of threw in a joke. And I was like, yeah. okay, this could have been cut out a little bit. Yeah, um, so you, you didn't need to do that. Yeah. Yes. It's like, it's, why was this, even in the first place. This could have been cut... This could have been cut on the, on the cutting room floor. Um... There... Some character decisions where I was like, oh, okay. I felt a little... There's, there's some character decision that kind of felt a little too quick where I was like, take, take more time. It was like, something happens and the character felt about a certain way. just felt like, really kind of like, wow, that was a quick 180. Like, you changed really quickly how uh-huh. you feel about this where I was like, okay, let's... I, take more time on that or maybe... Develop that, that even longer because it would think it was kind of a little rushed when it came to character decisions in certain, in small certain parts. Um, okay. I do think that there are some. There is some, like again, I think you, how you and I are about movies too. We love about mythology, the world yes. building, you know, yes. the story building. How you, how does this world? How do you? How are you gonna capture us? How are you gonna like you know bring us in? I think they do a great job with that for sure. But there are things that were brought up that are really crucial to the plot. Where I was like, ooh, are they gonna explore this? And they don't. And I was like, Oh, I was giving y'all so much points for this. But mm. then but there are points, there are things that I brought up that are like, da 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 da. You're like, oh shit, like it kind of like a reveal. But then like they don't go back to it. You're kind of huh. like, oh no, go back to it, go back to it. Cause it's pretty it's pretty crucial to the plot itself and the overall story. And I'm like, ooh, that would have been cool to say, okay, you said that but how did that happen or why did that happen? Like explain the explain, explain that longer. So we, so we're caught up, we're on board too. It's mentioned, two things especially that, that are mentioned and they're kind of like, okay, on to the next thing. And I'm like, oh no, go back, go back. Or bring it up later where I'm very picky about that in movies and shows too, if you bring something up, if you set something up, follow through with it, deliver on that, follow I'm through with that. that. You know what I'm saying? So there are really, Parts of the mythology that i was flo- really floored by and admired by but with that said i really do wish they kind of took more time on two specific things and when you see it i'll t- talk about it more in depth and maybe more spoiler discussion about it but there are some things where i was like "Ooh, they brought this up because it really kind of contradicts a bit of the plot explain why explain how that happened how we got there but they don't so i was like oh, I-, I gotta dock you some points there oh with that said but mm. I know, I really love this movie. Again, if you're a science fiction fan, if you love world building, you love good good science fiction, you love good, you know, just like really like beautiful sets, beautiful, you know, great great visual effects, fantastic acting, great score, cinematography. This is the movie for you. But I'm telling you, bro, it breaks my heart, this movie's gonna flop. I know like I'm hearing like fifteen mil opening weekend, maybe eighteen mil, and it breaks my heart that we're not in that. We're, so we're kind of like past that era of like original science fiction, original kind of like genre, original genre storytelling that is not doing well in theaters. We're again, and I, and I hate saying again, I says all the time on the show, last few episodes, sitting with Moses was on a few weeks ago as well. This is a 20th Century Studios movie, which is all we all know, it's Disney. Mm. It, it breaks my heart, dude. You know why? Because they're going to see this movie, they're going to be like, oh, it flopped. Oh well, we're putting it back on Hulu. Hulu movies from now from now on. We're we're gonna do more original stuff on Hulu, and I'm Damn. just like, oh, and I'm just like, we were. And I'm hoping it does well. I'm re- or has great legs, like great like domestic or great international numbers. But I know that this movie's not well. Disney's gonna be like, well, we tried. We're gonna invest more stuff on Hulu and not theatrical anymore, except for you know Disney and Marvel and I'm, or or Pixar. I'm just like, you guys are killing me with that. <laughs> so. It breaks my heart saying that. Because again, I love. But again, if you lose more listeners, to anyone see this movie in, in theaters. I don't care if it's opening weekend or not. See it before it leaves. Because if you like original storytelling, you like genre movies, you like science fiction, you like good acting, you like John David Washington, you like stuff like stuff stuff like inspired by Star Wars, stuff stuff inspired like you know by James Cameron. This is the movie for you. And it's very important for all of us to support original filmmaking, original storytelling. So we get more like this. And great talent like Donovan Washington doing more projects like this, and we're getting more projects that kind of like question us and kind of like bring up stuff about AI and kind of like escape. You know, it's an escape. Movies like this, yeah, I loved it. I'm giving it a really solid, ooh, solid 8.5 to a nine out of ten. Wow, cause okay. it's my top three of the year right now, man. I think by my top five at the the year ends. I just, I just felt so happy seeing an original movie like this with this scope on the big screen again, that wasn't an IP or a franchise. And call me, you know, call me like, oh, it's crazy, whatever. But I really did have a good time watching this movie on the big screen, despite no one being there. <laughs> despite <laughs> no one being there, despite like, you know, the lack of interest from the audience. I just felt really invested in this movie as a science fiction fan, as a sci- as a genre fan. I just love saying the original in the, on the big screen and this to me delivered on all fronts. So I'm looking forward to seeing how it does this weekend. Probably won't do too well, but while watching it, dude, I was like, oh, dude, Nick's gonna love this movie. Nick's gonna love this movie. Like, Nick's gonna love this movie because I'm like, I know you. Oh, you
1: got me excited you, to
0: watch it now. Because cause you and I share a lot of similarities on like of, like certain genres. You know, we both love Danny Villanueva. we both love Doom, we both love stuff like that. And we do like, again, we love like good genre storytelling and sort of good good storytelling in general. And I was watching it, there's certain parts I was like, oh man, if Nick sees this. He's gonna be like, okay, I like this a lot. So again, I know how you and I are very similar in terms of like, seeing movies especially seeing science fiction movies and to me mm-hmm. this delivered again I wouldn't say it's good as up there as Dune or Bled under 24 obviously but for an original science fiction movie it holds its own on all on all fronts if you ask me
1: mm, okay okay
0: yeah you got me interested now that's it man and on that note we will end it here but actually before we go actually Nick you know any shows or movies for our one and ones this week my good sir
1: let's see let's see here let's see here one on one okay you know what for the show i don't i don't i'm pretty sure i haven't mentioned this show before but it's called young justice it's a dc animated show it's kind of like um it's kind of like teen titans except that was my shit (laughs) dude like it's 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 kind of like teen Titans. it's like a little bit more serious in tone and it's like they they work directly under the justice league like basically like the justice league they're like because the the sidekick like the other. this isn't like spoiler this is just how it starts off like the the sidekicks like it's it's uh it's batman aquaman and the flash and they're like you know like all of their sidekicks they're they're like with robin kid flash and aqualad and they're all like, oh man, like today's it on oh, Green Arrow and and Speedy, the little red uh, arrow guy. They're like, today's the day, and then like they you, you come to find out that they're all taking their sidekicks to the Watchtower and it's a public uh building in Washington, DC. So there's all this press there and all these like people and tourists and they're they're like showing them in and they're they're like sitting there in the lobby. And then like Superman comes on the screen and and he's like yo guys there's a fire at this building and then like Martian Manhunter and um and I think Aquaman walk out or something like that and they they're talking with Batman they're like da okay bet let's go and the the psychics they're they're trying to go and they're like they're like no you guys you, you guys got to stay here and and they're like oh no that's crap. you know like let let us come and they're 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 like, no, you got you got to stay here, basically. So they're basically grounded, and then they're all the sidekicks are kind of like, you know, we feel like we're treated like kids. So they basically just go out and investigate something on their own, and then it turns out to be this way, this like huge, bigger uh, thing than anybody thought, and it it basically carries out for the whole rest of the season, if not even like the series, like up to see, to season four, low key, but. Um, it's all of that, and then you know, like the the main character, the main like Justice League characters. They see like how they handle the mission, and they're like, okay, well, if you're gonna if you're gonna like do this, and you want to go off on your own, like we'll let you do that. But you basically you go on secret missions for us. So they they have it set up where like the Justice League they're they're the the people that are in the spotlight, but they have like their sidekicks kind of doing like the the more like. I don't want to say like shysty type shit, but like the more like (laughs) kind of like secret agent type shit where it's like like we need to get intel on this villain because we think that he's doing this, this and that. So get intel and just get it back to us. That's that's the entire mission. Don't engage. No fight. No one. Just get as much information as you can and, and relay it back. But then, you know some shit happens and then they end up like getting caught by the main villain or whatever and it's like you know the three sidekicks versus like black adam or some shit like that but it's a it's a really cool um show because like each season kind of like how i was saying with with snyder earlier like each season just keeps expanding the universe out you feel me so it's like like dang this is interesting like the first season it's just like the main sidekicks and then season two like it's five years later all the psychics are grown up, and then like they're training new heroes. And then, like season three is like two years after that, and it just kind of keeps branching out like that. And it's it's kind of interesting. It's, it's a good show, so I would recommend it. I'm sold. Hell yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And let's see here. Dang, my movie. My movie. You know what I'm gonna say big mama's house part one with martin lawrence and paul giamatti and and (laughs) anthony anderson (laughs) that is that movie it's just just like one of those like kind of childhood this was a funny movie that it was just fun to watch like the sequels kind of just for whatever reason just weren't good and i thought have you seen the sequels
0: (laughs) bro i paid for number three Whoa. i was in the seventh grade like, man I, <laughs> I think i
1: think three was better than two two was just like terrible because also like they had uh, zachary levi shazam in that movie and no disrespect oh my- to Zachary levi but he was i remember thinking he was so corny in that movie and it was weird because like he was supposed to be an fbi agent and when i was a kid like i was just kind of watching like more grown-up movies like i was watching like born Sup- like the born trilogy and and shit like that as a kid so i was like fbi agents don't act like that like he was a buffoon he was acting like goofy from them disney cartoons bro but and but the the first one man because i also in the second one they they killed off paul giamatti off screen and i was like what how dare they this is Uh, whack but the the first one it was just it was just solid through and through man it was funny and it was like, it was some heartfelt moments, man. And it was just, it was just the best side of the trilogy. It was the Iron Man 1 of the trilogy. <laughs> the Big Mama trilogy. <laughs> yeah. Dude. The Big Mama cinematic universe.
0: I, I literally remember, it's funny. I remember literally, I couldn't tell you what happens in the 3, but all I remember was paying for it. I remember mm-hmm. paying for it. It was like 7th grade after our Valentine's Day dance. I, I, I did not have any date, but like me and some like friends, like once we the movies afterwards, and we're, like, we're going to see whatever and I'm seeing Big Mama's House 3 and I was like sure I was like, I'll, I'll love Martin <laughs> Lawrence why not but I remember like seeing that with some friends but I remember people literally leaving the theater more and more without the movie I was like it's not that bad but again I haven't watched it since then as now it's been over I want to say 12 years <laughs> dang
1: like it's, it's funny it's, it's definitely not like super super bad like I, I think the second one the second one is the worst one to me like in my opinion it's it's one three and two
0: Bro, wait, is Hit, is Hit Girl in the second one?
1: She is, yeah. She's that, the, uh, the youngest daughter. And that's, okay. that's Kat Dennings uh, from Thor and, oh and Two Broke girl Girls as the, the sister. And I think the mom was from uh, CSI, that first CSI series, where it was in uh, Vegas.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Uh, I I uh, brought uh, back Nia Long and the kid and Martin Lawrence. But it was, it was just weird. Like, why did you kill Paul Giamatti off screen? Why not just say, like, he retired or he's on, like, a different mission or something?
0: Yeah, how dare they? Like, Paul I mean, <laughs> Jumani is the guy, man. Like, yeah. come on now. Like,
1: he's a really good actor. I'm just, I'm like, that's just so bizarre to me. The disrespect is real, man. They, they pulled that uh, same I, shit with Will Smith in uh, Independence Day Part 2.
0: God, I, Oh, my God. The way like, like, I paid our, for that, I regret. In that,
1: night in, that, in that experimental alien plane uh, crash. Like, dang, that's, that's how, how he went out. Sucks. For real? I don't it know is. how I feel about that. <laughs>
0: The movie's so bad. I literally remember paying that before I moved to Arizona. I was like, well, I wasted 15 bucks on this on this trash. On this trash. God, dude. Oh, my God. Big Mama's house. I'll come and watch that because of the, you know for the shits and gigs. Because mm-hmm. of the, the nostalgia. Oh, man. I'm going to go with mine this week. Let's see. I think for my show, I'll keep it light this week. I'll probably do. Again, it's a, one of the best skit comedies of all time. Key and Peele, man. Key and Peele. That's, that's a good one. That's a really good one you can literally put it on whenever you want it will cheer you up whatever season episode whatever you're watching it will cheer you up and the fact that this show has such an impact on you know our art you know us growing up and also just like entertainment and pop culture and how it really just like shot lifted both um uh key jordan peele and keegan michael key to like you know a-list actors and filmmakers now um It's really refreshing to see these two guys have great chemistry like that. Kind of bring something special every every week, uh, every year with those with those with those skits. Whether it's Mm -hmm. uh, I said bitch or uh, the NFL or the NFL uh, names or um, (laughs) (laughs) or the even the weird ones like you know with like. uh, the dream pill playing that little like possessed little kid. They put like his face on the little kid's body.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, because I think it was supposed to be like like baby Forrest Whitaker or something like that. Yes, yes. yes. He's like, I want, it. I want milk. He's like, I think it's time for you to go to bed. Uh, I think it's time for you to go to bed, little baby. He's like, so you come into my house and tell me what to do? <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, that's right. Yeah,
1: that's it. Like, whoa, this is crazy.
0: Dude, that or that the the race the race is zombies um like that, was, was, that, that was, was funny would you last date your daughter of course <laughs> 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 and i don't know man i i really really do i don't know i can watch it at any time i remember like i'm getting my parents hooked on that show they love key and peel so just like i know it's a show that makes me feel happy feel happy and feel good and like, i'm on a bad day or whatever put on a skit on YouTube we you watch the watch the show on whatever Netflix or Hulu It just it'll cheer you up because you know those, those two are there's they're two comedic geniuses They're both geniuses in their own terms of like actors and writers and you know, uh, you know performers So I that show to me means means a lot to me and it was just a big part of like you know, why I want to go Why I want to study comedy and stuff like that why I love Jordan Peele's movies Why I love King Michael Key as like an actor. So hmm one of the best shows ever uh, and then for movie I mentioned this in my review for The Creator. I'm going to do Ad Astra. Have you seen Ad a- Have you seen this movie before? No, it's it's on my list, though, but I heard it's pretty good. Uh, you know, this is, a, this is a movie that came out. I remember we were seniors in college, and I, I'm guilty of this for sure. We're like, oh, that looked really cool. And I, I don't know why I didn't go see it in theaters. We, we lived by movie theater in college, or by the AMC, or whatever. So I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'll, I'll go see it eventually, whatever. And that to me, it was that Doctor Sleep and a few other movies too that I missed out on. That I'm like, I'll watch it, whatever. Then I did watch it. I'm like, fuck, these movies are great. Why is not see in theaters? I, I'm kind of kicking myself for not seeing this on the big screen. And At Asher was one that I remember coming out. It was like right after. It was like we started college, about a senior year of college, and it was like post um, him playing Cliff Booth. It was Tarantino, and uh, Brad, you know, Brad Pitt has two movies coming out. What's on Hollywood, and you know uh, At Asher. I was like, okay, cool. But I remember Ed Asher came out. critics loved it, but audiences hated it. and I was like, "Ooh, new no. And I was like, ooh is, is that a good song is that a bad song? I, I kind of like divisive stuff sometimes. I kind of like a little like a you know, little spicy a little divisive. Um, <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, the critic score on this is like amazing. this is like this is this is great like awesome and then you see that you see the you see the audience score it's like yeah, it's literally half, ha- half and half, 83 critics, 40% cr- uh, audience. And I was like, whoa, I'm like, that's a big, that's, that's not like Last Jedi shit. I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. Um, so again, I remember watching it during, the, during COVID. I watched it on HBO Max. I'm like, right, I watched it how it is. I loved it. I'm like, wow, because it was, again, it's, a, it's an original, I believe it's an original science fiction movie as well. Brad Pitt has a great performance. The cinematography is phenomenal. It's Hoyt Ben Hoytema who did, you know, almost of Christopher Nolan movies recently, as well as uh he did um Nope with Jordan Peel. Um and I was like, I don't know. I like this movie a lot. I mean, yes, there's some things that are kind of like definitely like que- questionable, like, you know, in terms of like, hey, you're in space, whatever. But I, I love the world building. I love the I love the the story that they fo- that follows Brad Pitt and how, like, what his journey is to find his dad that's been gone for years in space. To me, it, it worked for me. It really did. But, man, people, viewers, audiences were, like, really harsh in this movie, and I was like, I don't think it was that bad. But, like I said, there's questionable stuff. It's science fiction, kind of like, you know, when it, we're doing science fiction, you kind of, like, can't really believe everything that's, like, on screen, obviously. But with that said, it's still a really great science fiction, very kind of... Thought-provoking movie, kind of, again yeah, a great space adventure. So mm-hmm. uh, I personally love it. It was one of my favorite movies of like of, of the year, I think, or honorable mention for sure. Super underrated, great cast, great story, great direction, great cinematography, good score. Um, yeah, I like it a lot. It's it's on. I think it's on HBO. No, it's on. It's on. I think it's on Hulu. But I have a digital code. That I, that I, that I I can lend you if you want to watch it because I think it's a really good movie. I think it's a really good science fiction like original like by movie again. This is also a Fox movie before Disney bought Fox, so it was like one of the last few left before Disney kind of changed everything when it came to the theatrical stuff. But I don't, I I loved it. Good movie, so that's my movie of the week, which is Ad Astra. Man, I got
1: to watch it now. I I got to check it out now, player.
0: I think you're gonna dig it, dude. But I'm telling you, I think you're gonna dig the crater a lot. Like I truly, truly think you're gonna create a lot. I think it's up your alley. I think you're gonna love the world building, the mythology, and we're all John David Washington fans too. And he kills it, man! Okay. He fucking kills it.
1: Yeah, I definitely want to see it. But actually, you know what? Speaking of speaking of Brad Pitt, this is this is kind of tangential. Speaking of, of Brad Pitt, and uh, I believe David Ayer had come up earlier. What what about Brad Pitt as Captain America? In a movie directed by David Ayer, but it, it's like a modern. It takes place in modern times, but it and it it's in like the overall like uh it's in a Marvel Cinematic Universe.
0: Okay, two things. Yes, because how well he, how well David Ayer managed World War II in Fury, absolutely. It, mm-hmm. He David Ayer was able to do with, with Fury, absolutely because he knew how to do, a soldier soldier story. Uh, perspective of like what's like to be scared and confident in the mm-hmm. war and again you know I, I think you know the war movie the war movie has definitely died down as a genre but i think you're mm-hmm. probably one of the last good ones that was like holy shit this is great this movie is awesome and really great with like how he how he's able to tell a story story about these guys in the tank and you know a lot of them were unlikable either some of them were all a lot of them were kind of hothead you know Douchebags. They they weren't good people, but you still were invested in their story, and you were still kind of like captured by Brad Pitt's charm as the leader. Um. So honestly, dude, I could totally see that. I would I would have loved to see that. Um. Because you know, I do David Ayer loves loves his little loves his little street life. You know, he's from he's from the streets of L. A. He loves you know stuff like Bright and you know the Fast and First Fast and Furious and you know he loves uh-huh. like, you know, End of Watch. Obviously, he loves the streets, like loves, yeah. loves the gang violence stuff like that. He does. You know, he puts out a lot of his movies, but what David Ayer does really well, he knows how to, he knows how to make a movie about certain per, certain 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 people or certain person and you can root for them despite who they are. Whether it's a cop again, bright with Will Smith, whether it's two LAPD guys in End of Watch, whether it's mm-hmm. um, you know um, the guys in Fury, the ten guys in Fury. Again, and he's really good at doing stuff that like you can root for. Yes, they're not all winners, unfortunately, but you can definitely know he know, he knows how to direct really good performances and capture like um, the hero aspect of certain stories. Whether no matter yeah. what it is, no matter what it is, he he knows how to capture heroic. He knows how to capture really kind of like oh, I can do this. I I, I can get this out of my out of my performer because it's is that really kind of like dive deep into the shit. We're, we're, we're going to explore all our traumas. And our back and our background and who we are as characters. And that's why I think I still love see... hashtag release the aircut. I do <laughs> think that we would have get a Not better much, movie. Man. I don't know, man. But good question. Good question. I I would, I would have loved to see that, man. Yeah, thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Oh, no, 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 go go No,
1: I was go just, I was just saying, like, I had this this idea for like Shoot if like for like a reboot of like marvel universe like what if it like it basically starts off like with an avengers movie and it's more grounded like the like the ultimates comics and it's like captain america is a director of shield but like he's still like kind of like semi-active in the field and everything like that and like you know played by brad pitt and he's kind of like older a little bit more like grizzled like he's like you know like in his 50s or something like that and like it's like this this ain't your this ain't your grandpa's avengers like you find out that like for his um his origin story when they said we injected him with the super soldier serum and then it turned him all big and strong in the movie you find out the reality of what happened is that it wasn't just one magic serum it was Mm. multiple serums over the course of a few months and like it was a very painful process for him to go through and because it was basically just super advanced steroids, because it's within the span of a few, like maybe a week and a half, two weeks, he went from the scrawny Steve Rogers to like to this big, you know, muscular uh, Brad Pitt. Like, yeah, exactly. But it's like they, you know, it only took him a couple of weeks to to get to that point because like this was some seriously out there. Ooh. Steroid, advanced human growth hormone, super soldier serum <laughs> type type stuff. You know what juice, I'm and <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and it's like because of that, like he's still kind of, um, you know, it's like it, it, um, his his body's enhanced, and you know, he's he's peak performance and everything like that. But it was painful during the process, and it was painful for months, if not years, afterwards, because his body had to. It was like trying to constantly, always. It, just adapt to growing, you know, like twenty pounds of muscle so fast, and you know, like growing a foot taller so fast, and just kind of like it just took his body a long time to to adapt. So then he had to get on even more medication to deal with like the pain and stuff like that, and like da 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 da. And you get kind of like hints that he's maybe still dealing with it a little bit at um in modern day, and also like you know because he was a war vet, like he's having like nightmares all the time, and like you see him kind of like in his personal life he doesn't really have one cuz it's like everybody i know is like either dead or you know retired or whatever so like he basically just kind of is always like training for the next mission and he passes his time by by going on just kind of smaller missions
0: yeah and it's
1: just like a grittier kind of um that that wouldn't be the whole movie that would just be like his little kind of like B plot or whatever but that would just be like the type of Captain America that this is and also just the type of universe this is like it's a lot more it's a lot like grittier and kind of darker and stuff like that you know um like like iron man is basically i I don't know i think i would cast like bradley cooper as iron man mm. um and he's kind of like he's still like super smart but he's kind of like a, a drunk and stuff like that but he eventually becomes director of shield or whatever and then like you got like hugh dancy from hannibal as bruce banner and he seems like he's always in a bad mood, like he's always angry, but you find out it's not that he's always angry, set he's he has to constantly hold the Hulk back. Because like as the years go on, like the Hulk's like hold over him has just gotten like stronger and stronger and stronger. So it's like he seems like he's angry and he seems pissed off, but it's just like no because he's not really upset. It's just I'm actively trying to hold back this this hulk persona i'm trying to keep him from coming out like all the time and it's hard for me to like focus on anything and it's hard for me to to like sleep like he has bags under his eyes he just looks like, tired all the time and it's just, it's just like one of those types of things I'm, like what if they just kind of went like a little bit darker with everything you know but yeah that so
0: cool that would be cool you, another be tangent cool. on my part no no, don't, yeah, no no dude dude these tangents are a million dollar idea million dollar ideas don't forget that we'll these are million ideas it. these are these are expensive <laughs> tangents that we want that, that get made again financiers call us up we got you nick is right here we got you nick is right here for you guys we're here, got you. We're, here. We're, we're here um no dude i like that a lot because i feel like it's i, I don't know man if, if you're gonna if you're gonna reboot if you're gonna reboot if you're gonna reboot something like that i, will, I want something like that where like it just like it kind of like It takes what we know, but like changes it like that Mm -hmm. are like, yeah, I feel like singing old Captain America, not like the Joe Biden ass one that we had. He's like and so, no, don't so
1: think I I'm
0: like, dang, you know, for real. That was that that had him model after Joe Biden, our our <laughs> presidents. Um, but no, I would love to see something like that where it's like, yeah, it's catching up to him, kind of like how Logan was, where the amantium was like killing him. The thing that's mm-hmm. the thing that made, made his power is killing him inside. so I think that's really kind of cool to explore that and explore that, explore what he's going through, the trauma, the PTSD of like that, because you know he he didn't you know, he had a, he had a PTSD a little bit in the first little in the first Avengers little snippet of it like oh like, I'm out of the ice whatever blah 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 he's punching that putting the shit out of that punching bag but yeah. like exploring the trauma of that can mm-hmm. really open up like oh, what about this what about that like hey like this and again playing Brad Pooh getting older too like playing something like that like again he, he's played the army guy before in Fury or even in Glorious Bastards you know he's played yeah. the army guy before Where Cause, he, cause it, it, cause it, it, Fury's like, what made like, me like think like oh dang I can see him as Captain America it would be cool that that would have been really yeah. cool. That would have been that honestly, like if they were to do like an age like an older Captain America, that would be cool because Brad Pitt would be really good. he's still he's still in very good shape. he uh-huh. still has the acting chops he can he can he can pull out the performance too and be like, oh okay, Ooh. I can do this. damn, Nick. These fucking ideas, man, are genius. Thank you, bro. genius, fuck, my guy. You know what? Fuck it. I'll say, um,
1: uh, John Bernthal as Wolverine in this universe. John yeah. Bernthal, man. John Bernthal also good. as as Nick Fury in this universe.
0: Yeah, dude. Not not as Hemdall.
1: It, they fucking did his ass dirty. <laughs> they did, man. Oh my! Like, I, I felt so bad for him, him in the end credit scene of um Love and Thunder. I was like, bro. First the off, them dreads, atrocious. <laughs> Dude, oh my!
0: Oh God. my God! I still, I still forget about *Love and Thunder* that ever existed. <laughs> my God!
1: I can't believe they did that, bro. <laughs> Dude, like, I, man,
0: <laughs> this is definitely be a conversation for another for another episode. But I'm telling you, man, I would love to see Chris Nolan and doing a Bond movie with I'm Idris del- Elba as Bond. Yes. As Bond. Idris Elba and Chris Nolan, man. Or just, no, I just want to see. I just want to have. I want to see. I want to see Chris Nolan use Idris Elba in one of his movies. I would love for oh, that to yeah. happen. I would love that. Would be two proper gentlemen, I, British gents, working together. I want to see something really cool between Chris Nolan and Idris Elba. That would be a match made in heaven too. Oh, if it's Bond, fuck yes, be
1: next level.
0: Oh, you dude. know what? If Nolan wanted to make a John Stewart Green Lantern movie, that would be pretty dope. Oh, dude, I know, man. I hope he does, but I, I, again, I'm glad. I'm glad he hasn't bashed superhero movies, but I know if they know mm-hmm. like because he, he's made he made three of them and he produced yeah, and wrote Man like, like, of Steel. Yeah, like you kind of like you can't made say it shit. what it is today in a way, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can't you can't say
1: shit. So, so you, you kind of started this all.
0: You can't say shit, but that'll be coming mm-hmm. for, for for another episode. But Emma, my boy, before we before we log off, where can our viewers find you at home?
1: You can find me on YouTube at Dawning Vision, that's capital D and a capital V. And on Instagram, all lowercase, all one word at Dawning Vision, and you can find me anywhere that they have podcasts.
0: And I'll make sure I have your I have your short film our link tree if you hear a link tree in our, in our website or our, um, our bio or our Instagram you'll see Nick's short film sorry Nick's award winning short film my apologies sir oh, award uh, no short film <laughs> and Moses' short film also award winning short film but also I'll have a link to, I'll, I'll add a link to you and uh, your da- Dawning Visions podcast as well so that you can listen as well because I know you have a YouTube you, you are the channel on YouTube as well as you know, Spotify Apple Podcast stuff like that but I'll make sure to have that on our link tree for our listeners as well
1: sir thank you man I appreciate okay. you
0: as always, guys, you can find me at on Instagram at the Young Jones. Um, I'm also on Twitter, or was it called X now? Um, yeah, oh, sorry over that. Um, at Capri underscore sun, uh, S O N. I'm doing kind of like my little quick theater, little quick tweets on that. Um, but also, you can find the show um, on Instagram page, Instagram page at Midway Avenue Productions, as well as our YouTube page, youtube dot YouTube dot com backslash Midway Avenue Productions, and our TikTok page, also at Maybe we have new productions where you can see me and Nick's lovely faces when we're doing our theater reactions as, as well. As I mentioned before in the beginning of the show, we're doing more clips of our of our longer podcast and more kind of like reactions stuff like that, and what we're watching. So follow us on there. As always, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Hope you enjoy the show. Next week, we have a really cool cool, cool sneak peek. Uh, me and Nick will be going seeing The Exorcist on Tuesday, the brand new one. Exorcist um, believer. Ooh, spooky season is <laughs> about above us, but we will scary, be seeing scary, that scary. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be seeing that on Tuesday actually actually, Nick believe it or not I have never seen the original Exorcist before yo what you gotta uh, watch I'll watch it, it before you gotta, Tuesday you gotta watch it man you gotta I'll at watch least watch
1: at least watch the first one for sure and then okay. the third one the third one definitely the third one I haven't seen the okay. second one though
0: Okay, I'm, I'm into my list. because okay, they're all on HBO Max. I will watch the. I've watched the first one before. We see the, the screening on Tuesday. Um, so it will excite you guys for Spooky Season that Nick and I will be seeing. Actually, just yeah, believe her yeah. next week. But as always, guys, thanks so much for joining us. Hope you enjoyed the show. Have a great weekend, and as always, we'll see you at the movies. Peace.